Hey everyone, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. I'm clapping like a five-year-old girl in the primary school. I don't know why I said that. I'm just so excited. <laughs> it's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend. The Chiefs against the Niners. This is our final live show before it all gets underway. Michael McQuitt, Mark Hogan, Jason Hayes, live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're going to go straight into it with a guy from zone in España, Mi Amigo, my friend. We've had a bit of crack this season. You say crack in a similar sort of way? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Diego Campoy. Donde esta? Hello, guys. How are you doing? You good? Man. Hola. Best day in my life. Why is it the best day yeah. in my life? Tell everyone why. Well, today, Peter Riley has told us that Madrid will host a game in 2025. Boom! And also, Real Madrid has reached an agreement with the NFL. And I don't know, guys, if you feel the same, but they were, like, so confident about being, like, a long-term agreement, mm. about, like, building something special. So that's gold for Spanish fans. Do you think you're going to be, or how did you feel in that announcement? Was it emotional? Because I know we're all living for it, all your yeah. fans are, but you've, you've gotten it now, you didn't believe until it, the words came yeah. out of his lips. It was crazy because uh, we were there, all the press from uh, Spain, that was crazy for us, and then we were like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's today, it's real, and then when O'Reilly said, and we are here today because Madrid will host a game in 2025, it was like, when you start, mm. when you first started following the game, Diego, did you ever think this day will come? Did you ever see a game coming to Spain? No, 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 no. Well, when in December we knew that it will be eight international games in 2025, it was like we have a good stadium in Madrid, and also we will have another good one in Barcelona. So maybe it's now the time. And Michael and I spoke about that in London, <laughs> and. I tell yeah. you what, like I did not think that we were going to announce it. now. I was very shocked. We we may have we were shocked when it wasn't announced initially, and I was like, well, yes. obviously it's not because we had heard rumors. Rumors is all it was. We weren't going to, but everyone had heard that it was a potential that it could happen. But then it just went. They announced the international games. They announced obviously the game the other day on Friday. Yeah, and out of nowhere. This got across the line. I don't know why they quite saved it for now, but it was obviously amazing for you. I have to ask. What's been the initial reaction from Spanish fans in the yeah, last like, hour or like, so? Like, like, Mark, like general like NFL fans, but also Spanish football fans. Yeah. Because like, you even see guys like that guy Tic Tac. Yeah, yeah, Tic Tac. Yeah. He's even talking about it. I can't remember his name. What, what's that name again? El Chiguito or something? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But but the people is is fucking crazy right now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's Spanish. Yes, oh, sorry, that, that's Spanish. Vamos, that's Spanish. Vamos. But the thing is that people is mm, crazy right now because now I think this is amazing for people that don't know anything about NFL. I mean, for me it's amazing, but I will be in London next year uh, and hope in Germany. Also, the journalists that know a lot about this and the fans that know a lot about this, okay, we'll have a game in Spain, but... They know a lot about the NFL, but I'm thinking in people that don't know anything about the NFL, and now they will have the NFL close to their homes. They will watch everything. I think that now is the moment that we can build a very, 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 very good fan base. So my my analytic is like that. Sorry, the uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears have the international American agreement. Yeah, it's, I've already said it's yeah. most likely going to be Miami because Chicago plays a home game yes. next year in the AFC. Uh, what's the fan base like for Miami? 
We have a lot of fans. Is that BT? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of fans of that Marino. But yeah. I think now in Spain we have the New England Patriots fans, which are, you Patriots know. Patriots fans? Yeah, yeah, because of Brady. Well, yeah. You know, they, they want to win. How do you say Glory Hunter in Spanish? Uh-huh. How do you say Glory Hunter in Spanish? Glo- uh, Cazadores de Gloria. Did anybody just see Ian Walsh just walk past there? Yeah, pretty right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been over and back all day, man. It's absolutely well because we have a lot of the players actually in today that were at the NFL honors last night. Aiden, you're live in Ireland. How's it going, man? You good? There we go. We'll take that. Vamos, vamos, vamos. Diego, we have to leave you in like dos minutos. What would be your dream matchup in Madrid in 2025? Well, um, as as a fan, like you know, obviously, as me, yeah, yeah, just as as Diego. Okay, so uh, well. So Diego. I, I would like to have, I will show you one thing. Ah, I don't have my keys here, but I'm a very fan of the Chicago Bears, so it will be amazing. But okay. I, think, I think it will be Miami, because as you said, Miami's got like one more game than Chicago in home next season. But for me, my dream, Chicago against maybe Kansas City. Oh, really? You, what about the Packers game? Well, yeah, but... I attended to a Packer game in London right. against, against the Giants uh, two years ago, I, th- I think. Yeah. yeah, two years ago. But maybe Kansas City. Um, we need loud. We need to, yeah. be, to, to be like very louder and we need a very good crowd. So I think Kansas City will be I better. wonder what it's going to be like because I, I wanted to get a question in earlier on. Be like, what exactly is it from the Spanish fans? Because, you know, Spanish fans will be known to be loud and legendary. Yeah. And it's like, I want to know, does the NFL, you can't answer this, but I want to know, does the NFL understand what it's getting itself in for. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be crazy. And also to have a game in Madrid, you know, Madrid, it's very it's great to visit. Yeah, and, and the thing is that when we have a game in London, we came from all the parts of Europe, us, for example. And then when it's in Germany, it's the same. It's not only German people. It's not only uh, English people. And I think also in Spain, we will host a lot of fans from all Europe. So that's amazing. It'll be on that, that Ryanair flight back. How much is it for a Ryanair patata, croquetas, patatas bravas, jamón. Boogie Jazz Club? Bogui? B-O-G-U-I? No idea. No idea. It's near Seoul. No idea. Madrid, for me, is up there with one of the best cities in Europe. But you know what? The Spanish people... Guys like Diego have been great, great supporters this season, and we, we, we really appreciate your help, your support. No problem. We are delighted for you today and delighted for everyone. I want to personally give a shout out to the Spanish Bowl. We reposted our, uh, well, I guess, my video, our, our video earlier on. Um, and look, we know I was talking to your friend Luis Jones, like guys like Ruben Vargas, who's at home in his casa yeah. this evening, going, Oh my god, I must text him and say hello to him. But delighted for you guys, and uh, I'll say this they're going to get a big game. If yeah. it's Miami, they're going to get a big game. We can, we can crash in your house, by the way. Do you know what the obvious one seems? Ma- Miami, yeah. New England. If there's that many fans, they're yeah, going to give them the a Miami, big game. The, the Miami Dolphins. Here we go. This is the last thing, and I, and I will let you leave. The Miami Dolphins schedule At home. in 2025 is Buffalo, Patriots, mm. Jets, Ravens, Bengals, Saints, and Bucks. And an AFC West team, TBD. I wonder. Oh, there's your Chiefs right there. there. No, but it might not be. It could be. Yeah, but it's based on rankings. Yeah. I'm mm. gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say Bengals. I want. Yeah. To, I, I want. I would like to. I would like to. Yeah. It will be great. Yeah. Vamos los Bengals. Joe Barrow. What's the plan for you over the next few weeks and months? Just chill. Yes, Sweet. I will be working in the zone. Uh, I'm trying to still 
creating content about the NFL. So yeah, and you work opposite the Bernabeu. Yeah, yeah, like one this minute guy, from. So even if you don't speak Spanish, go and look at this guy's Instagram, <laughs> Diego Campo. It is nuts. He's on a forty-five day countdown yeah. to this of a vlog every day, and I got to the point where I was like, this guy literally has done more in forty-five days than <laughs> I've done in all my whole life. <laughs> Diego, muchas gracias. Nice to meet show. you guys. Appreciate you, man. Thank uh, you very much. We are live, so we, we can't chat to you after we we, we have to go. But hasta luego. See you tomorrow in the concert. Oh, you too tomorrow night. Oh my god. In Let's the go. You're coming, Diego? Yeah. Yeah, you you too, fan? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, yeah. We go. I don't have to take it yet. I'm Here gonna have to go. get it later Diego. on. Yeah, for real. Gracias, amigo. Good to see you, man. Appreciate your Good support. See you, man. See you, man. I will see you in Madrid in two years. See you, man. Yeah. Oh, next you are, year. You have to come. Next yeah. year. Tell you what we'll do. We will come for a, a siesta slash planning trip <laughs> during the off season. Okay, thank you, man. Thank you. All the best. Uh, we've got it. We're going to have Jeff Reinbold pop on in a few minutes. Big thanks to Diego for coming on to give his just his thoughts ahead of the Super Bowl on Sunday. Just welcome into everybody watching from around the world: Dublin, Belfast, Cork, Galway, Kerry. As we sweet here, sit here bittersweetly thinking that this is our last we live show. If you want, you? Yeah, no, do you know what I almost would. It's been insane. Even as you say there, the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, they won't be around tomorrow. We know that. Uh, we've seen people start to uh, our buddies at the ring or behind us are starting to pack up. It's uh, been insane. I know we've gotten caught up uh, doing the shows. We have massive guests coming on today. But yeah, obviously, we want to get around to some questions. We know that we, we're due to get around to some. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks for everyone sticking with us this week. How ironic would it be if Jeff Rangel didn't show up? <laughs> I, can, I can say that. <laughs> here. here, just just first off, it, it's been a great week. Just while we're waiting on Jeff when he shows up. What's the most expensive thing you've paid for? I am going to say that... What's the most expensive thing I've paid for food or something wise? Uh, probably last night I had a steak in a, in a bar and it was $48 for a steak. You, you want to be having a calf at that point. Do you know, that's the thing though. So I'm not going to say the most expensive thing. The most eye-opening was I got, you know, the, the two-pack of Reese's for $6.20. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Three dollars each, boys. I mean, that's not good value. What about you, Jason? What do you think? Um, yes, yeah, an obvious one for me. I think I mentioned it yesterday, but I was in the uh, Excalibur, I think it was. Um, walked into the shop. No prices. That should have been a warning sign in itself. But I go to the till with a bag of Cheetos and Gatorade. Twenty-two dollars. Twelve dollars for a bag of Cheetos. I ate them as a very bitter man that evening, and I won't go like back to, to that shop. Like oh, like they're wild. Nice. Those things are good, though. They are you, good. Those you, you flaming hot cheetos. Off, like, in a positive way. You boys were giving off a stink, but they're going, oh, jeez, they're great. No, Here they he is. Are the best. Come on in. Live. Best. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Reinbold. I hope an Ollie Fortin in the background claps. No. There we Thank you, Ollie. Propo. We need an applause. Propo. I will get you at least a napkin and double the club. Um, Dave's like oh, me at the minute. You got so, to get, get this guy on it. Never liked me, apparently. <laughs> Jeff Reinbold. Jeff, I, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Oh, boy, and I, really I tell you what, would you, you stop it with me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I wanted to bring you in just first off, so we could just, you know, obviously, Jeff, just thank you for your help this season and just uh, continue support. How are you doing? You good? I'm doing good. And, Michael, i got to tell you that for, uh, you know, all of, the, all of the nights that you didn't get much sleep and all the days that you worked your tail off, to watch you come back here now is the second year I've been around you at this thing and you've taken a step and your show's taken a step and football in Ireland's taken a step and I think it's all good man it's it's I'm proud of you and you, you, the crew that you put together and 
you know, it's it's all good about right now where football is and you know on the Emerald Isle. I'll, I'll just say, just to add to that, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there, Jeff, and like we we really appreciate the support that you continue to give to us. But just the thanks to these two lads as well, and to everyone included, because the work they put in is. I'm getting emotional now, guys. We'll do this on Sunday properly. But Jeff, Jeff, let's talk to us, man. Talk to us. Super Bowl on Sunday. Yep. Last, Jeff, look, look at me, man. Look at me right now, right? <laughs> Friday night, Las Vegas. Did you ever think? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it, it has been, it's kind of like it's the end of a long week of being at the world's biggest circus slash, slash sideshow slash freak show slash, I mean, it is nuts. And, you know, the game now is just 48 hours away from us. And, you know, that's what's really, really, really what we all came for. We are going to talk about it on Jeff's show, which is coming up at around around 11 o'clock or 3 o'clock local time. So Jeff knows that time. Jeff, do you get a guest yet? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm trying to get Jesse in the building. I can't. Uh, we're having a little bit of a challenge trying to get him in the building, but we got the 49ers PR staff working on it. Uh, you give Caleb, uh, have you been annoying Caleb's head? Sh- shout out to Caleb. I, to the Niners. Yeah, I tell you what, Caleb's been really good to nice us. Nice guy, and, isn't he? Yeah. He's, you know, it's amazing here. The, these people are so accommodating, and the NFL makes it so easy to be a fan. And, you know, the access that you get to the players, the access that you get to the alumni, to the teams, it's, it's unprecedented in all the sport. I don't know of another sport where you get this much access, particularly on a championship weekend. Have you boys any questions? Do you, know, do you know, it is a funny thing that you point out there because if you go onto your Instagrams and you look at how many followers Tom Brady has, it might be 15 million. You go to a soccer player, any soccer player, and they tend to have something like that. NFL players aren't superstars, toast they absolutely are. To get them all into this building, like, it's... Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's massive. It's, like, it's absolutely huge. Like, these guys don't need the money. We all know the wages are insane in American football. But to get them in and to do it the way that they're doing, it's like if the NFL can do it, why can't they, they do it in those other sports? You know, it's interesting you talk about that. And, and I remember one of the biggest things that shocked me uh, when I went to my first premiership game was I went to a press conference after the game, and there were no players that spoke. And the, and the manager spoke very briefly and I asked about you know why is there no Sunday coverage where in the newspaper they interview the players or the post game the post match they interview the players and I was told that they're not required to do that you know in in big time soccer in the National Football League you are told that you have to you know be available to the media after a game and and uh, I think that's good because they you know, they don't want to hear what a sports writer has to say or a pundit has to say. They want to hear what the athletes have to say. And that's, it, though. that's it, though. So it's a collective bargaining agreement. The NFL's foundations are so strong that they're able to put this thing. Uh, soccer can't go back. Soccer can't implement a salary cap. But that's why the NFL is literally going global. We know the Spanish announcement we've already talked about it today. That's why they're able to build this thing, and they're not conquering 330 million people in America anymore. They're going after the rest of the world. Ryan Babo said it the other day. He's Ryan Babo. He really, yeah, as <laughs> random as that sentence sounds. Is this a weird dream right now? But he said it himself like that. They, yeah, they don't require it and it, they allow them to have a bit of rest and time away from the media. But particularly the two teams playing in this game, like this two-week build-up must just feel like it takes forever. You know, 
I've never had an opportunity to be a part of it, but I've taught, I've had a number of players that, and I have one in particular that's a part of it this week. And it's typically what happens is in the week previous to this, all of the game plan, all of the football is really put in. And then when you're here, it's just trying to manage the week for the coaches and for the teams who can, you know, I guess escape the distractions particularly when you're in a city like Vegas who can escape the, the distractions the best and everybody has a different approach to it I know when coach Vermeil brought his teams to, to Super Bowls it was very very much business and other teams you, I've watched the Raiders go into Super Bowls and it's just like hey let's go to Vegas for the weekends <laughs> but so everybody has a kind of way of doing it but the bottom line is the bottom line and, and I, I think that's going to be one of the keys to the game is how well these two coaches handle the pressure of the moment. Just a final one from us, Jeff. You're, you're, you're going to be live in a little bit, and you're also going to be close on Jeff's parties tonight, me and Phoebe. And these lads are going to be here as well. We're going to have a crack. Uh, Two-part question. First one's from Fred saying, does the week overall players and managers? And secondly, Jeff, Aiden Dirty has become the Seahawks defensive coordinator. That must be awesome. Again, it's awesome news, but you must be buzzing about that. Well, I'm, I'm happy for Aiden for a couple of reasons. Number one, he was a kid that we found in... Uh, London Olympians, you know, junior program in, in London. You know, he grew to be a player in NFL Europe. From NFL Europe, he wanted, he had a dream of being a coach in the United States and, and followed that dream. And I think that's a great story for any kid out there that, you know, what is possible if you believe in yourself and you're willing to put in the work and invest in, you know, I mean, he, he, had, to, he had a tough goal of it at the start, was away from his family, was working for basically nothing. But, you know, that's the story of a lot of guys that have ultimate success is just they compete their way, you know, to to whatever their goal is. Who's behind these lads? Jeff, who's behind this with the trends? Who is that? I can't see because the kid's standing in the way. Mark, you know who it is. Popular man, whoever it is. Oh, it's uh, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. I knew it was someone. I knew it was someone. Everyone's seen Kirk Cousins. With who, the, with who, the is, who was the one that you guys saw this week that was like, you got a little starstruck? Thierry Henry was pretty pretty wild. Thierry Henry just did an interview with Talks. Yeah, they're just so. sitting chilling. Thierry, I, the world's media was around <laughs> this table earlier on. And I didn't want to be disrespectful, but, you know, I mean, Thierry Henry is a huge, huge global superstar in, in his sport. But, you know, I, the last thing I wanted to do was bother him because he had enough people around him, you know, grabbing at him and wanting pictures and everything else. I, it's incredible here when you, when you think about whether it's, you know, Deion Sanders or Donovan McNabb or, you know, any of them that aren't really active in the game, you know, the number of them that you see just walking around the, the building. And and, uh, and then I think about the handlers, how how hard that must be to kind of herd cats. When you cat have Michael over here. Yeah, herd, herd cats like they have to, and a million people are grabbing at them and pulling at them. And it's, it's, a, it's a spectacle. It really, really is a spectacle. Do you know what, to answer the question that you... I love seeing the players walking by, your Aiden Hutchins and stuff, but I think the access that Tony Romo and Jim Nance allowed when they were on... And those, the way Jim Nance gave his time and was so proud to see Irish people asking questions because of the growth that maybe he's been a part of in the NFL, but also to speak to the way that he did to you, Michael. Dara had a 
minute with him and he actually had to turn off the camera because it was such a candid moment that the two of them were having that he didn't want this to be he, uh, Jim Nance was congratulating him on his studies congratulating on him getting here that, yeah. and that kind of stuff to me that's the real takeaway as much as seeing any of these players alright guys I gotta ask you this question oh, oh okay now you guys were at the international press conference this morning and we saw that Madrid is going to be a host city of <laughs> the internet when an international city game when Ireland I think it'll be 30 year anniversary toys out passes me as a fan talk. I think it's 26 because the comment today was don't get me wrong there's something happened I know the Pittsburgh Steelers thing and the AFC doesn't match up in 2026 but I think they're I think they're getting giddy I they think didn't shy away from those questions did they yeah. no and that's really in you know, I think the if you've been around the NFL for very long, you guys understand that, you know, the NFL just doesn't say things to say things. And particularly when they put themselves out there, they're not going to yeah. put themselves out there and be embarrassed. So when they were openly discussing Ireland today, that to me is confirmation that there is going to be a game in Ireland soon. Jeff, we love you. Thank you for everything over the last 22, 20. None of this will happen without your help as well, man. So we certainly appreciate it. I know Jason will be on his hands and knees saying thank you in a few moments. Maybe we'll be off camera and taking this. But uh, here, it's hard to believe after like this weekend that that'll be it for a while. I, you know what, Mike? I thought about that today yeah. when I was walking walking out in the lobby. That you know we're not only 48 hours from the game, but we're 72 hours from no more football for months. And you know that's gonna that's gonna be a huge vacuum in all our lives. I think. Man, like, I'm taking a month, so. Jeff Ryan will probably take him up, which, which I feel bad about, but like if you send me like an audio note, if you chat to someone, I'll put it as a podcast. It'll be sweet. <laughs> uh, Jeff, seriously. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Like, right. I'm looking forward to having your show, but if we keep talking, your show will be on because we've got that party <laughs> to go to. Here, and you're talking, you're talking about, you know, you don't say stuff for nothing. You can ask the main man himself to run that party if he crashes. Uh, okay, Jeff, right. ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Ryan will, if Jeff stays here for two seconds and makes it look really professional, he's already away. God bless you, Jeff. I was joking that if you stayed here and looked professional, we were going to put an interview on. But we are going to put an interview on. Uh, folks, it's been great crack this week. We're going to get a lot of your questions put in. But we're going to start off. Who would start off for the interview, do you think? Which one should we go with, Mark? I feel like... Let's go Bisping, yeah? Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, Bisping. Bisping was like... Michael, Michael Yes, something. Yeah, to be honest, forgot about Bisping. I'm just on, yeah, we, we had the chance to chat to, chat to Michael Bisping last night. Here he is. Big thanks to Jeff. Here's Michael Bisping. It's the Friday of Super Bowl week, Super Bowl 58 from Las Vegas, Nevada. Pro Football Ireland in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center for Radio Row. Wow, Michael Bisping, man. What's going on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I wish I got that kind of... Uh, I wish I was received like that everywhere I went. Wow, thank you, fellas. How are you doing? How did you, you end up coming? Are you an NFL fan? I know nothing about NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know something. I, I've, I've heard this conspiracy theory that it's all scripted, which is nonsense. I know Taylor Swift's going to be there, uh, and I know it's the San Francisco 49ers against Kansas City Chiefs. Other than that, if you put a gun to my head, right, and said I'm going to, oh, oh no no, if you put a gun to my wife and children's heads oh, and oh. said I will blow their brains out unless you mention three players, I'd be like, well, good night, we had a good run, guys. <laughs> You know what I mean? Guess the names at least like that. Right. Travis Kelsey. There, boom. One. That's one. Patrick Mahomes. Two. Two. Hold on, hold on. I've got it. I've got it. Oh no, no, no. Patrick <laughs> Sorry, love. 
<laughs> Just pull the trigger now, buddy. I'd say. Um, well, you're not a you're not an NFL fan, Michael, but you'd be well familiar with Vegas. No, of course. No, so no. How how does this whole setup and the whole you know show being made compare to other things? You've yeah, done especially here? because the UFC sometimes has not taken over the city. Yeah. This thing in comparison has right. The sport was born here as well. You want to be here on an international fight week, though, to be fair, because the tr- it does kind of take over the sport at uh, the town. Um, going back to the NFL for a second, of course, I, I I appreciate it. I do, and I do enjoy the sport. I just don't have a team that I follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not really the biggest team sports fans. I mean, football, as we call it back home, I do enjoy football, but I'm, I say I'm a Man United fan. But again, you know, the, the kids would have to get killed twice over if you wanted five names on the team. Um, but yeah, no, the, the NFL, I mean, it's a big deal, isn't it? And this is incredible. Super Bowl week. It's one of the biggest cultural events in the United States. And mm. I always watch the Super Bowl, even though I'm not a big NFL fan, you know. Oh, for the halftime show. What's See what birds they've got performing. Do you feel like uh, you, you kind of wanted to do well in Vegas? I mean, we had Buffer. Bruce Buffer was announcing the thing there oh, on yeah. Monday. Like, I think he's going to announce it. Like, I think he's going to yeah. open it on Sunday. Yeah, you want, like, the, like razz- the, the you know, the glitz and glamour of the whole thing. You Vegas were going to say it. razzmatazz. I almost was. <laughs> I was like, what age am I again? You, you <laughs> bailed on it. You bailed on it, but you almost went with it. under the bus it? over here. The razzmatazz of the Bruce Buffer. The yeah, razzmatazz no. the Bruce Buffer was going to be on show on Monday night, right? <laughs> now, Bruce is the man, and he's been doing that stuff for a long time at the Raiders Stadium. Uh, and he's one of the best announcers in the business. You know, you see Bruce Buffer, he's doing the Formula One these days. He, he's really branching out. But, uh, yeah, Bruce, what a legend. Have you, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've been to Ireland at some point in your life, but have you any connection to Ireland at all? Any Irish blood in you? Yes. Oh? Uh, let, let me tell you a story. So I, when the UFC went to Belfast, I think it was 2007, my cousin Tony, who lives in Downpatrick, my mum's Irish, is what I'm getting. My mum's Irish, right. you know, but not like Americans say Irish. <laughs> not like Americans, oh yeah, we're Irish. No, you're not. Does anyone in your family have an Irish accent? No, they don't. So don't say you're Irish, because you're not. My entire family are all Irish, Northern Ireland. So my t- cousin Tony picked me up on a Tuesday from Belfast and we went to Killer Lake, this small little pub, a uh, small little town. We went to this pub and it was packed. I mean, absolutely jam-packed. And I said to Tony, I said, bloody hell. I said, this place is packed on a Tuesday night. He said, Michael, every single person in this pub is related to you. So they all come to see oh you. Oh, my so God, yeah, what? I've got a little bit of a connection <laughs> to Ireland. Happy then. Here... You're not completely useless to us here, Michael. We can use some of your experience to tap into what the Super Bowl is doing to some of these guys. Look, you fought some legends in your time, no more so than when you took on GSP. Yep. When you're preparing for GSP, like some of these boys are getting ready for Patrick Mahomes. It's different. Yeah, they won't give it to us this week because they're all media trained, but it is different, right? And you know that he's on the other side of the field. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you got to have respect for your opponent and understand the threat if you will for one of a better word that, that they pose to you you know and but that just pushes you to strive to succeed and and get better you know i mean listen to the fact that they're here in the super bowl final i mean it's, it's not by luck is it mm. it's not by luck so you've got to understand that as well the fact that you're in this position in the first place is because you uh you deserve to be you know and and when you remember that it's like when you're challenging for the belt. Of course, the, there's nerves. There is. There's nerves. You're looking at the opponent. That's the world champion, and you think, man, it's that. Hold on a minute. You're here for a reason. You haven't been cherry picked because of popularity or something. You've earned this, and that's exactly what you know. Every player on that field is going to be thinking on Saturday. And how much does that Sunday, confidence grow with with experience as well? Because obviously, you have Mahomes on one side, who's going to his fourth. Brock Purdy going to his first. Uh, still yep. relatively inexperienced. Does it become easier when you do more of these type of big events? 
It kind of does. You know, I mean, obviously, the more experience, the big pressure, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is a lot. But um, you do you do get used to that. But that can also be to a detriment, you know, because the more experience you get, and you might get a little nonchalant. Last thing you want to do is get nonchalant. And I don't think anybody is out there, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I mean, the big fight feels, the big game feels. I mean, the entire world watching on Sunday. I mean, there's going to be... It's going to be a tremendous atmosphere, and yeah, I mean, listen, bring your A game, boys. I, uh, I promise this. I promise this man a clash here, so I give it to him. I'll, I'll get, get in go beforehand. Go but go the Luke Rockall fight was massive at the time. But you went in a, an underdog. Yeah. You win, and you get up on the cage, and you're you can see it in your face. This is a massive one. What happens afterwards that night? Because I want to know what these boys are doing in Vegas that night. You know, do you, do, yeah. do you go wild, or is it just? You're kind of like you level out, and you're like, well, man. First of all, it was in Los Angeles. Yeah, so. I know it's on. I knew it wasn't in Vegas. I knew it wasn't in Vegas. So I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, l- oh, listen. Geez. So after I knocked him out, I jumped on top of the octagon and I pointed down, and I won't swear, but I was like, "F you." And uh, but that we can was, actually say it all you want. On no, our show. Was, I'm like, "Fuck you," but it wasn't an F you to him. It was to everyone that doubted me, everyone that wrote me off along the way, all, all these journalists, all these experts, all these guys that do radio shows like yourself that don't know what it's like to step on there into an octagon and have all that pressure and the blood, sweat and tears and sacrifice and they still try and tear you down. So it was to all the naysayers and things like that. But what did we do afterwards? Got well, pissed. I had a bloody yeah, bad head on Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning. My head was still blazing from the hangover, and Dana White calls me and offered me <laughs> my first title defense. So I was like, yeah, go on then. And then I, I fell back asleep, and then I woke up, I'm like, did I organize a fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, last question. You talk about, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, men in the arena. Obviously, we can't go to talk about Conor McGregor. He's had a really bad injury. Yeah. hasn't really come back yet. However, maybe 165 is the perfect weight. I don't know if you have some inside information on that. Brand new division, but could we see a championship fight at 165, Conor McGregor, and can he beat Mike Chandler? Yeah, look, listen, I've seen all these rumors online of 165. I don't have any inside info whatsoever, and that's not me being tight-lipped or anything like that. I've seen the same rumors that you guys would have seen. I haven't heard anything, and they probably wouldn't tell me if they did, because I've got a big mouth. Um, (laughs) To answer your question, though, for Conor McGregor, listen, Conor McGregor changed the game. He came over here and... He uh, took over the sport, became a two-weight division champion. I mean, the, the man's he's one of the most famous sportsmen on the planet, and the wealth that he has amassed is ridiculous. The reason I bring all those things up is because he's achieved everything you could possibly dream of achieving. There's nothing more to do. Now, I respect the fact that he wants to come back and fight, because with all that money and fan recognition and people loving him all over the place, you can't buy being champion of the world. You can't buy that feeling when you walk out there in front of a a stadium of people screaming your name. It's the best rush on planet Earth. And you can't buy the respect from the the fight community. And that's what he yearns, right? Because he's lost a few recently. And that's why I say, listen, I've had my differences with Conor McGregor, but you cannot deny that this man's a true fighter. And you've got to have respect for that. He doesn't need to fight. He does not need to fight. He can go off and live his life as a young man with no injuries. I stuck around the game far too long. I've got one eye. I've got two total knee replacements. I've got metal plates in my neck. I live a life in pain all day, every day. Connor doesn't need to risk that. But that's potentially what he is risking every time you step in there. He's got an untold amount of wealth. He could probably never spend it, but he still chooses to do it. And as I say, as a former fighter myself and as a man, you have to respect that. 
I just wanted to say as well, it's funny you're talking about going into like an arena and hearing people scream your name. I had, I moved from Spain to Manchester in 2016. I was living in Salford and I went to my first ever UFC event, which was your fight against Mr. Henderson. Oh yeah. And for some reason, Michael, who thought it was a good idea to put that on at 20 to 5 in the morning? <laughs> I, I was drinking coffee instead of drinking pints. I was like, oh, I was eight yeah, rows. Yeah. That was a great night. You, like, how, what did that night mean to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, after such a long road, becoming champion is what all fighters want to achieve. But then bringing the belt back to Manchester, and I'm from just down the road, yeah. a small town called Clitheroe. Uh, so to bring it back there, seeing that arena as a young kid, and like, you know, you dream of fighting there one day, defending the title, and yes, by the time it was all said and done, it was about six o'clock in the morning. And you know, you know what you know the Irish and the British are like, you know what I mean? They like a drink. It was a it was a lively atmosphere, shall we say. And I had to deal with the aftermath because all my mates and friends and family, when I went to meet them afterwards, I'm sober as a judge. I was black and blue and they were absolutely smashed. I'm like this. Talking to these people was harder work than the fight. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, never again. Um, I guess, Jason, do you want to give Mr. Yeah. Jessica a card and see if oh, he's not, any not to, uh, This could be very NFL Not to put you on the spot here, Michael. Okay. You were going on the Michael, spot one way or It's another. kind of A or B type question, so you can take a punt regardless. If you'd like to pick a card there. And pick a the card, question. any card. Any card. Sure. All right. It so, right bad. defensive PRTG. Defensive player of the game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> do you know any defensive players played it? Tell you what, Michael. There's one there to your right there. Who's going to win? Give us a Yeah, there you go. Chiefs or Niners? I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the power of Taylor Swift. Oh, Cannot man, you're in on that. No, I'm going for San Francisco 49ers. You're, you, and I was told by this man that you live in California. So I, do, I live in California, and when I was a kid, you know what I'm basing that on? When I was a kid, growing up in little old Clitheroe, I had a quilt cover, and it was all the NFL teams on it. And I thought it was so cool. And I, for some reason, the San Francisco 49ers always stood out. So that's my... Highly <laughs> analytical pick. I love it. Uh, Put your money on it. <laughs> very, very, very quickly, because I heard you chat in the talk sport about boxing. Katie Taylor in Cook Park. Has yeah. to happen, yeah? Has to happen. I'd like to see it happen, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got no say in that stuff. What is it? Eddie Hearn? Tell Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. Oi, oi, oi. It, Let's make so it happen, stuff. Eddie. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Michael Bisping, Gourmet Margaret, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. This has been good crack, sir. Uh, enjoy. Are you going to the Super Bowl on Sunday? Or? I wish. No? No, no. So I'm working tomorrow night. I'm working all night, every night. It's all the bloody do these days. But when I finish tomorrow night, there's an event that I'm working. Then I'm going to go straight home, wake up in my own bed. You know, back in the day when I used to fight in Vegas and come to Vegas, you know, I'd enjoy Vegas. I drive in and I drive out. As soon as it finishes, 10 o'clock at night, I jump in my car. I walk home. It's about a four-hour drive to California to my house. I wake up in my own bed. I don't have to wake up with a hangover, dealing with the airport. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm an old, boring You're man You're not to look days. forward to, boys. <laughs> that, 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 that airport on Monday morning is going to be disgraceful. And I it's a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, Michael, you're welcome on any time, mate. And hopefully uh, we'll see you over in Manchester right. again soon for a All fight. Right, Dublin for Katie Taylor. Thank you very much. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend. Is this, is this uh, where does this show go out? I Ireland. mean, I'm assuming Ireland. Ireland. But Northern Ireland as both. well? Both. All right, so both. I just want to say to all my family in Northern Ireland, go all the it. lads, all my old friends, love you all, miss you all. And yeah, there you go. Is it all Dan Patrick? All Dan Patrick, Killer Lay. Killer Lay.
You'll love it. There's, there's some potato there. Oh from my god, the The Chris started from the northern potato. Northern Irish potato, and you got southern potatoes. I take both of you on. Yeah, you good, mate. I'm on keto. Take it easy, boys. All right, we're live. That was Mike Michael Bisping. How did we pull that off? Huh? Michael Bisping? That was, yeah, that was hilarious. From one what absolute fighting legend to another fighting legend. Just a legend in general. Yeah, you know, that's what they call me, fighting legend. Yeah. As you saw me cowering in David and Joku's presence yesterday, I look like a fighting champion. That whole thing, man, was like high school all over again because the skinny, funny guy is never very popular. Yeah. And the the big athlete is, and you're like, eh, you know, make sure you don't kick my behind. Can I work blue here? What is the what? Are, I forgot. Hmm? Can I work blue here? Yeah, you can. Can sure. I say ass? Like is that, no, is that too much? I'm just tweeting out that you're here to work. You should have okay. seen Bisping's interview. Okay, good. I don't I don't know. I, oh, I want to be. If you saw Bisping's well, interview, well, Grassy came over. I strive, like I've got a pouty mouth, but on my podcast, you know, I typically don't curse because my kids watch the live streams yeah. and whatnot. Grassy walks up dropping F-bombs, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's that kind of show now. It's one in the afternoon, and we're just dropping, oh, please, do what you got to do. Uh, but, but by the way, great to be here, brother. Thank you. Adam Wright. Oh, yeah, I started talking before Falchip. you gave me my, my proper introduction. Falchip. It's genuine. Falchip, welcome. Thank you. I, I love it. I'm glad that we uh, are getting this opportunity. It's always good to see you. I know we were talking about this. Pull back the fourth wall a little bit, you know. When you first emailed me, and you're like, hey, shoot my shot. Usually for the Americans, I don't care. I'm like, nah, you're fine. But UK, anything like that, or Ireland. Sorry, I know that's not the UK. We've talked about this plenty of times. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Adam, forgive me. You gave us, the first time you came on, you gave us a great description of your Irish or Northern Irish ancestry. So feel free to tell us straight off what it is, if you can Wait. remember. Antrim is it, isn't it? Yeah. What's that now? Uh, Antrim. Am I right? County Antrim? Yes. Go for it. T tell everyone at home. I can't. You can't? I can't. I, my mind's mush now. I think you were. I think you literally said that half your family was Irish or yeah. German or something. Irish and German. So we were too drunk to follow orders. Yeah. Was that the joke? I think. I <laughs> that think sounds that. about right. Yeah, it, it was awesome anyway. That sounds about right. Yeah. Northern and like not the cool island. Northern. Northern. Oh, it's all Listen. We. Oh, no, wait, now have I insulted everybody? Oh, we're yeah, also yeah. Scottish. Me and Dara both from the north, so it's kind of like we're from Australia. I'm joking. You've only insulted yeah. one of us. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We're fine. <laughs> You're both. Oh God. Here is. We're also Scottish too. So that, that's yeah, same, same thing, isn't it? I mean, not, not at all. People are going to be very annoyed with me saying They're that. so it's mad at me right now. No, I'll be annoyed at me. Don't worry. Be like Michael they're Michael. mad. They're like, we, we used to like rank. Now we don't. Rank, rank, rank-a-boo, as we say. Up the rank. And um, we're live right now. If anyone has a question for Adam, like, it can literally be anything as long as it's I sort have, of football related. I have, yeah. a, I have a very important question, oh, Adam. Yes. You've, you've developed this reputation for picking the underdogs all year. Fading the public. Yeah, as they like to call it. What's your secret? I know that people think that I just picked every single one of them, which is not the case. You can go look at the playoff picks because there were opportunities. Nobody was picking Pittsburgh, and there was another one where nobody was. Again, do you, do you wait to be the last pick? On I, if there were games, I will seek out. And be like, hey, because I'll you'll know. Like you get a sense of like, is anybody picking? Like even for this one, I asked the guy who does that, Sean Shoppy. And I said, hey, is anybody, people are picking the Niners, right? And like, oh, yeah, two people picked the Niners. Like, yeah, and I, I still didn't like it. But there are times where you're just kind of like, I do seek it out a little bit. Because, again, the pub, 
it's a gambling thing that you hear these guys out here in Las Vegas talking about is fading the public sometimes. Sometimes when the public is so convinced of something, there's no way that it can happen. But I do, I take my shots. I don't do it blindly. I put thought into it. And uh, there was one that I regret not doing because, again, it was Green Bay at Detroit on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I sort of like Green Bay. And then Sean told me, he's like, nobody's taking them. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't so do it. About, yeah, I think you got Green Bay. But I had Green Bay over the 49ers. The yeah. 40, uh, yeah. That was an easy. No, Green Bay over um, the yeah, Cowboys. Dallas, yeah. Like, but that was it, an easy one. Did you pick them again <laughs> over the 49ers? You might have done, but I No, know. no, no. I picked the 49ers. Oh, okay, and then so. I, I, posted, I posted our picks from two years ago when the game was in Green Bay. It was the Robbie Gold. Yeah field goal winner for the 49ers that was the one where i was the only one to pick the 49ers and everybody Everybody picked green Green bay Bay. but i retweeted that one and so everybody's like nobody believes in the 49ers and it just (laughs) caught fire and then like you get pot committed at some point you're like i don't know how to yeah i don't know how to backtrack from this so yeah yeah yeah, that's the dream like it's a joke we we haven't had much uh draft discussion on this podcast over here this show yes but now i think it's a good time to get into it because the Bears have the number one overall pick, and it seems very unclear what their plans are going to be. So, what do you think? Nobody knows what they're doing. I mean, that not the Bears. Ryan Poles knows what he's. He knows what he's Just doing. Get that quote. Nobody knows what they're doing. Pulls out the Chicago Bears. Nobody knows what they're doing. But I mean, like in a sense, I'm not sure that they've made up their minds what they want to do. Because the interesting thing about the Bears' position is that you kind of get a glimpse of it in this game between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. You have a quarterback who is the best in the NFL, potentially the best of all time, and that conversation could happen if the Chiefs win. And you see how important it is to have that position filled. And as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, it's always like having a chip in a chair. You know, you're always good. You're always going to be in it. And then on the other side, you have a quarterback who was in, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant. He's surrounded by a lot of talent. Which one is really better? Like, which which idea is the, which process is the best? We'll probably get a, a, an answer on Sunday. And I don't, I, I'm not going to say that Ryan Poles is going to determine it on this game. Like, see, we need the quarterback. But I think that if you are blown away by Caleb Williams and you look at this and you're like, yeah, we... We can't be the guy who passes, who passed on C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams, especially if Justin Fields doesn't work out. You can reset the quarterback. I get, I get, I get the math. Like I understand the theory. Like when David Caruso left NYPD Blue to go do movies. Like I understand what you're thinking. I'm not sure it's a great idea, but at the same time, I understand where they're thinking. But I'm a fan, so I think like a fan, and I love Justin Fields. So I'm like, let's build around him. Do you think? There are situations where the GM might make a pick, perhaps out of fear. You know, fear if oh, fear is they a might, huge They might think the, the got, best option is to keep fears, but Jason, like that last minute before they're on the clock and everyone's watching them, and it's just all a public reaction. They're there. number one. You're buying on. Like yeah, I'm, they'll they'll make their decision oh, somewhat yeah. soon. Because I was talking to DJ Moore earlier today. That trade came down on March 13th, I believe it was last year. I know it was a Friday. I was on Total Access. And I went on and I was embattled with people because I'm like, DJ Moore is one of the top five receivers in this league. And people didn't believe me. And I think he, I think he proved that this year. So they're probably going to make this decision by March because 
a lot of things have to start when when the league year starts you have to start making decisions on are we making a bid for t higgins or michael pittman if one of those players are available if mike evans becomes available are you signing him what edge rusher are you signing is danielle hunter going to be available do you make a run at him are you signing a center there's so many different things that are going on and again if you're a team that would be in the market for either trading for the quarterback or making a move for justin fields you want to have that sorted you want to be able to move on if you're at the atlanta falcons and you're like we're trading you a, a second round pick in kyle pitts for justin fields then we got to go into free agency knowing that we have to know who our quarterback is what we're going to do at the quarterback position so we should see this within a month i know that he said like eh, we're gonna we're gonna take our time but the combine's in two weeks you're going to get an opportunity to meet him i feel like they've done their player evaluation on him and they know what kind of player he is i don't think that there's anything that could go on in the combine he's probably not going to throw anyway it's going to be those meetings and if they go out there and they like the makeup of caleb williams they'll probably make their decision based on those meetings sorry to everybody on the podcast back into all the shout out mark's sister saying no mark is not into a podcast again uh, adam i'm gonna go off the whole nfl topic for a second people around us and around you know of your affinity for this island and your love for heart yeah have you ever seen the old harp advert where it's like you can fry an egg on this no Oh, I feel like we need to pull it off. We we can we pull it off? How do we do that? Let me pull it. By the way, there's a couple of bars. It's surprising how many bars in Las Vegas have harp on you tap. Can't get, you I, can't get harp at home anymore, can you? No, like, no it, you can't, it, like, funny. I had it last night in uh, where we were. I am what? 21. Yeah. Um, but uh, you did actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was actually very nice here. Um, what, what makes it so special? Um, I like the. It's better, okay, if you've ever had American beers, you know, like they're domestic, Amer basic domestic American lagers leave a lot to be desired, which is wild to me because sometimes Bud Light is so popular over there. And I'm like, why? Like, why? And then Harp was just one of these things that just sounded cool. Yeah. And there was a bar in Costa Mesa, California called the Harp. And so like, oh yeah, the Harp. And it's like kind of like figuring that you're, you're, uh, you're ordering the house lager. But it's like having like, if you don't want one of those heavy beers, like America's now into the heavy beers, we got to have a nine point percent oh, IPA, and I was, which is great, and it's a cool thing. But like sometimes, I don't need that in my life. I just need like a, a small little lager. But the taste of Harp was delicious. We will send you that video tonight, and you'll love it. you'll do. probably tweet it out. You'll love it that much, Dara. You're you're up in Belfast along with me. I'm sure you might have heard of Jason at some point, but the Heart Bar, yeah, of legendary course, the heart bar, bar, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Obviously, the Heart Bar. Yeah, yeah. You have to go over. I would love to. Let's That's go. one of the things we gotta we gotta start expanding. I know that we're gonna the NFL is gonna go to Madrid. We're gonna go to Brazil and some other places. Don't, like don't drop any spoilers here. I mean, I, don't get don't get yourself in trouble. I'm joking. I mean, the plan is yeah, Brazil, Madrid. Wait, did they not say that? No, they didn't. Did I spill it? I've been sitting on the Devin Hester, Steve Mongo, McMichael thing for a week, <laughs> which was very difficult. And I almost told them, like, I'm I'm spoiling this. They're like, how? Like, why? And I'm like, I do a Bears podcast. Like, if I have this information, I should be able to report it. I only stopped because I didn't want to be the person who broke it to Devin Hester. I didn't want Devin Hester and Mongo's family to find out from me. Then I would feel terrible. I found out about Madrid at 5 o'clock yesterday, and it was very hard, I'll be saying something. Was it? Yeah, because, like, 
it's obviously a bit, it's, it's a huge deal internationally. Then if you're that person that breaks it, you're a bomb person. So you, you, you don't want to. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Um, I'd forgive you, but like, why can't we play in Ireland? Let's have a game up there. That has to be next. You make it think. Make it happen. I want to make that we're happen. Very, we're a very enough, patient island. And enough with the Hotspur Stadium. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm done I with Tottenham. You, you could do both. Uh, I'm, she and I'm, an Ars- I'm an Arsenal You're fan. You're an Arsenal fan. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Henry, walk across. Yeah. Don't even tell me about that, because I've been working all day. And <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm he doing. Was at, he was at the Parma table. He was at the yeah. he was at the DraftKings thing, and I can see him from my booth, and I see him up there, and I'm like, son of a gun. Yeah. But I was having a great interview, and I was having a lot of fun. So I'm like, you know what? You gotta, you know, you gotta be in the moment with your, because that that's one of the most difficult things here. Oh yeah. Is that it's hard not to, because you want to give everybody your attention, yeah. and you want to be present in the moment, and then. Look at this! You by the that? way, exactly. <laughs> Case in point. As I watch, like you can't even just, talk. You can't even talk five seconds onto a point Paul, that I'm Paul trying. to He exemplifies it. Safe home, Paul. Have a good trip back. Paul <laughs> just jumps in. Thank you, Paul. Paul, this was my time. I've been waiting all day, all week to do this. How are you? Good to see you. You good? Thank you. Isn't it a gorgeous shirt? He says it is. Uh, it's controversial. Some people have gone the other way. But you look sharp, so I'll take you. I I love. I love your opinion. I, uh, Paul, have har- a safe har- travel. Harp lager, yes or no? Harp lager, I'm more of a Smittix guy. Oh, there you not, go. Not bad. Listen, there there's the. It's okay. See you, Paul. All the best. You guys are doing great work. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. you. Thanks for coming by. I was going to give but an no. example of eat. We see that's Nick exactly. Huxton, and I was like, oh, yeah. But, but that's always the, it's one of the. It's one of the best things, though, about this, because I was doing the thing with uh, Darren Fletcher, and we're walking around Radio Row. We're talking to each other. We aren't looking. We've, we've merely, barely made eye contact because you're just walking around like, yeah, you know what? And I think the Chiefs defense is, like, oh, my God, flavor flight. You know, and it's like, it's just an amazing thing to do out here, you know? Uh, Sheen McGillicuddy is, Sheen McGillicuddy, nice surname. Is this having a, is she having a go at me? No, it's, it's a guy. Sheen. Oh, so, I, uh, thought I didn't, I thought you said Sheila. That, that's my accent. Sheila's a lovely name as well. Sheen's saying, draft the QB and don't trade fields. Need strong backup quarterbacks as we've seen this year. I want Justin Fields to go to Denver. Ooh, that'd be nice. Saucy. Rory Fitzgerald, Harp versus Smithix. The next question needs to be Coddle or Stew. What the hell? Coddle? No. I've, I've never. I thought. Before. I don't know. I was playing along. Just say Stew. Just say Stew. Stew. Yeah. yeah. If you saw Coddle, you would not want to. I don't know. I didn't know what it was, so I was just trying to play along to look cool. Caleb and Fields are sisters for John Murray. Caleb and Fields are similar in size, similar in style. Why waste the number one pick? You just said that that time. You know, I think that uh, when you watch Caleb Williams play, he doesn't do some of the things that's been hurting Justin Fields over the last couple of years. Like one of the biggest knocks on Fields is that he's six two. He's a, he's actually taller than Caleb Williams, but he plays smaller because he crouches down. Like when when the rush comes in, he crouches. It's like no, you're tall. Stand up, deliver the ball. I don't know if that's a thing that can be corrected with coaching or not. Shane Waldron's already obviously been in the NFL for a couple of years. He knows what he's getting into. And, you know, when they interview for this job, they got to have some sense of, like, I can work with either quarterback. And I think you go into that gig being like, yeah, I can work with either one of these guys. Let me know what are the things that we're going to fix. But, again, like, everybody's making a good point. Like, when somebody says, like, hey, like, these guys are about the same. Like, build around him. You're like, good point like reset the quarterback clock by trading justin fields like another good point like there's not wrong answers it's just 
is, is there what any, your preferences? any team in particular you think would stand out as a potential trade partner? I know Cliff Kingsbury has gone to Washington now, of course. That, that I, think that's a, I think that's a bit overblown because Kingsbury was there for, what, one year? It's not like it's Lincoln Riley. Like, if Lincoln Riley was coaching in Washington, yeah. I would feel a little bit. But when they talk about, like, hey, he goes, he's going to go back and play where he's from. I'm like, okay, where did he go to college? Did he go to Maryland? He did not. He went to Oklahoma and USC. So don't give me this like, oh, he wants to play. He doesn't. He had two chances to play at home during his college career, and he did not do it. So I don't buy the he's going home. Like, nope, he had his chance. Um, Enjoy Chicago, if that's where he goes. What would Justin Fields' value be worth, do you think, if he was going to be just before we have a final question? Four number ones. No. That's Jordan I, Love. It's an easy mistake to Jordan me. Jordan Love. <laughs> that whole thing. That guy was walking around here. Oh, man, we got oh, him. Yeah. We got him. You got Shout him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Whelan, Colin Thunder going. Dan Whelan, give him a call. Yeah, well, Shout out. Yeah. Did you open with nice throw? <laughs> like, I know that you got away with it way too many times during the regular season that you're like, oh, I'll just throw this ball up again and see what happens. Oh, my gosh, thank you. No, this is it. you got to choose which one's the best yeah. live. Are these, is this what people are asking so me about? The, the red one, Tato, is the sovereign version, or the Republic version Republic of, of Ireland. Oh, sorry. Of Ireland. Don't worry about King Chris, we'll back that in a second. Yeah. The yellow one, <laughs> the yellow one is the, the Northern Ireland version. Oh, this is the better version. Oh, oh, okay. Everyone knows. Uh, Wait through taste <laughs> them. The more accessible. Take away, well, taste them, and then get to the real answer. Taste them. Oh, we taste yeah. testing yeah, yeah, right yeah, now? There we go. Now, you'd be amazed. We've got some really interesting. You know, I'm going uh, carb-free, so this isn't, no, I'm just joking. Just take one question. The Republic. Yeah, we're not looking at full bag. So you're going Republic first, yeah? Yeah, Republic first. Solid crisp. Chipper oh, yeah. crisp. That's exactly what Shane Clifford or uh, Sean Clifford said. <laughs> Shane Clifford? <laughs> Sheila? <laughs> Sheila. See, I'm so sorry. Big shout out to Shane McGillicott. He's getting all the time in that. McGillicotty. Is that a real last name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're going with the Northern Ireland team in that? So great. There you go. Yeah, oh, See, that's a, such a great Tyler, twist. Tyler, Adam, 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 here's the thing, right? A lot of people at home are like, oh, well, the southern ones are better. I, I'm from the north, right? I like both. They're both good. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not offended by this. But the question is, is King better? No, oh, no. Do I got to try the yeah, Kings? Yeah, you got to try one more. No, I, promise you, I promise you can leave. And you can also have a free, free tea bag from us if you want. There's hot water in the Las Vegas. Man. What the hell did you just say tea to me? Bag. Tea bag. Tea yeah. bag. You gotta, you gotta look up your American. Do you not call them tea bags? <laughs> we, we know, we know, know, I know what that means. But do you not call them tea bags? No. Do you call them the couches or what? Or what's the? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Come, Jeez. come to Pro Football Ireland for a free tea bag. Oh, good God. <laughs> That's good too, but the the uh, northern tato, the northern, the tangerine tato, tangerine yeah. tato. Really good. No, but McGillicuddy, are you guys wrestling? You guys are wrestling guys. Michael McGillicuddy? Well, I, I'm not You love McGillicuddy. Yeah, 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 that was I'm, the whole I'm thing. I'm barred yeah. for WWE events now, so. Yeah, Mike yeah. McGillicuddy. Yeah. You're now in WWE events. Oh, my. Curtis. You should have been like, hey, Trips. Back I got to tell. So I, I know him a little bit. Joe Henning. Yeah. Like, why you don't let him trade on his dad's name? Like, you let, um, sorry, there's my, no, somebody good. needs to go pick he, up my he kids. Got, he got two different names. I hope their mother. Is picking up their kids. Oh Jesus! I uh, you just hope. I uh, yeah. You think about like Randy Orton and uh, Cody, Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, obviously. Cody, man, Cody, could, like, I, I really want Cody to win this. Show. I do too. And it's um, but if you remember F, 
the thing that was before NXT was like FCW, yeah. whatever their developmental was in Florida. Joe had this killer gimmick where he just didn't care. He was a wrestler who just didn't care, was only doing it because his dad was famous. But when you really pushed him, he became this ex, he became an unbeatable wrestler who would win. Mm-hmm. So he'd just be disinterested and then all of a sudden you'd piss him off and he'd win. He was sort of like uh, Orange Cassidy in a bit. He was here yesterday. We had yeah. a photo with him. Oh, so did I. Did yeah. you do that? Did you do that? I got the sunglasses on and did yeah. the thumbs yeah. up. Those belts are heavy, he by the way. Oh, oh my gosh. Huge. Yeah, that was like um, Orange didn't let me hold his, but um, uh, the other half of the acclaimed. Uh, Bowens? Yeah. yeah. Anthony Bowens goes, here, put it on. I'm like, no way. Because I walked up and I'm like, because some guy's like, who are you? I'm like, this is one half of the acclaimed. And I go, scissor me, daddy. And he did the whole thing. So he's like, here, hold my belt. I'm like, duh. And just to finish off, we've got Luke Walsh says, I like the table 50-50 pack. They have chips and crisps. Luke Walsh says, tea bag good, tea bagger bad. She and Miguel Acoli says, ha, hope my name doesn't tea real things. I love the internet. Adam Rank, one word answer before I get the next video up here. Who's going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? Chiefs. Oh, oh no, like yeah, you have to do that. Like, but if you don't do that, you're not, you're not allowed to win. We've got a, a yeah, we can take our prediction as gospel here, by the way, which yeah. are record. There's Rossi right there. Oh, right, oh, right, pick no, a card, yeah. yeah it's a quick fire question, so you can read it. It's not a magic trick, don't worry. My guy. Favorite Super. Who wrote this? Super, no, super dad moment? Super, super bowl memory. Mem- oh. Memory? <laughs> moment, sorry. Oh, mo- oh, Favorite moment, yeah. super dad moment. Yeah. Super dad moment. <laughs> Please give us a super dad moment. Awesome yeah. I, I don't know if this counts because I don't want to take credit away from the girls, but uh, I coached my daughter's 10U soccer team this year. We were 1-2-1, one, and, one, and I'm like, we're struggling. And we had, a good, we had good players. I'm like, this is probably my fault. Made a couple of changes, made a couple of adjustments. We won five consecutive games to finish top of the table. So we got that crown. And they're like, this isn't the Premier League. you got to play a tournament, too. You're like, son of a bitch. We went out, won that tournament without allowing a goal. And so uh, I just, and I'll sit here. By the way, the um, the photo here, damn it. Just while you're getting the photo, Adam, there's a comment from Simon Kennedy. What does Adam think of the name Miho Lamara Heichmich? What do I think of? Of the name Michal Lamar Heismich. Love it. Yeah. That's a solid name. Yeah. That's the photo? Yeah, that's a photo nice. of my daughter and me. Oh, After oh, we took adorable. Thank you. Did you take it to WrestleMania last year in SoFi? No. They, the kids weren't really into it. They're so like, it's it was so childish, uh, Dad. It's not real. And you're like, it's so it's real. It's so real. They just, they <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I want to get a chance to talk to Darby because my boy would do Darby coffin Allen? drops yeah. all the time. They're, to the point, like, I can't let him watch it. Uh, but he really loved Darby. He still loves Darby yeah. Allen. I will. Um, my favorite Super Bowl moment, though, is 2006, and it, the game ended disappointingly. And it's the Devin Hester touchdown return. It's one of the last Super Bowls where people were taking photos with actual cameras, so all the lights were going up. Kickoff of the Super Bowl, he returns it. I was at uh, I was in Las Vegas actually watching it here at a bar and I was wearing my dad's starter jacket. My dad had recently passed away, so I was wearing his bear starter jacket. And uh, the table, with like a table full of Takatis, got flipped and it just got soaked in beer. 
But for that moment, that one moment in time, and if you live in moments, like there was no greater elation of that, like you almost felt invincible, like we're gonna do, and then Peyton Manning, people forget this, Peyton Manning then throws an interception, and you're, uh, oh my God, what are we doing? See, I'm just doing what I was saying <laughs> that I didn't want people to do. Um, I, um, this is class. You, you, you have to realize here, we're going to be in the middle of nowhere next week in the countryside going, do you remember that time we shot in the Adam Rank at the table in the convention center in Las Vegas? This like, is? Like this guy right here? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Is this is a huge moment for Brandon us. Brandon Pern? No, it's not Brandon Pern. It's oh, not, is it? It's not you know what's funny is I was talking to Tom Grassi today about his... Um, Fan His award, year. fan of the year, which is well deserved. We love Tom. I love three Packers fans. He's one of the three. I like the second one. Are yeah. you in there? Oh, oh, fucking oh! If, he, if, if only this man knew the quote tweets that Four. I have said in his tweets, he would not be talking to me right now. But. I love it. I gotta go now. I want to go investigate. I love it. Okay, so four guys. So congratulations. Thank you're now you. the fourth. I made the call. You're the fourth horseman. I, uh, I'm proud of him. I go, you know, the first time that he posted that he was up for fan of the year, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I was like, is he doing a bit? Like, what's Rossi doing now? Because I could see it. And then I asked him, I go, when this all started happening, did you think this was Perna doing it? Because I would not have, I would, until I was on this stage last night, I would have been like, when are they pulling the rug out from under me? Like, there's no way this is a chance. I, you know what? I'm going to ask the Bears. Now I'm pissed. I'm like the Bears <laughs> should go put me in. Like, hey, yeah. Bears. Like, the Broncos should. The Broncos should be burning. Hundred percent. And you know what? The funny thing is, people really, about the help he gave me two or three years before any of this started yeah. is nuts as well. These lads are decent. Like, like I mean, you're saying he, Tom's go up to you and shot. Oh yeah, Tom's a legend. Good yeah. guys like yourself. Just going, yeah, let's go here. Yeah. Ten o'clock tonight, Rira Harp. Yeah, sound good. Where at? Rira. It's like in in Mandalay. Oh, are you guys yeah. saying here? I don't know what we're Can we do nine fine? Potentially. Midnight, piano bar, I have a Harris. call at six o'clock in the morning, but potentially. None of that matters. I didn't say 6 a.m. I said midnight. Uh, we will text you. We will text you. Adam do Ryan. you have my number? We'll, we'll get it. Can you get yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, I want to get it. Yeah, no, we, we will. Like, if, if I'm free, I, I got to work tonight, but there's, there's also an international party in like two hours. I got to run. But right now, people really enjoyed this. Did they enjoy it? Yeah, man. Because I, I forget my... I, I know that the when I I want to go back. You know what's funny is I want to go back and listen to the first time we were on. I want to get the. Sometimes when you're on stage telling jokes, you're like, oh, like I forgot how I worded that. And if I had touched you so much that you really liked that story, I want to go back and listen to it. And I actually want to start using it in my act. I'm actually putting together a comedy special. Oh. This is a swear to God. This is definitely sincere. And uh, thanks to David and Joku for giving me the title of it being. Adam Rank, that guy sucks. He's going to be the title of my comedy special. And so, uh, no, 100%. But I want to go back and listen to that story. I I didn't realize I told the yarn. I have a feeling that we're going to get you over for a show sometime as well. I, I think we could go to Antrim or Belfast or something. Maybe you could dance live as well. And see I love it, yeah. Definitely uh, want to go. And we'll get, we'll get maybe team up with Harp and see the crack. I mean, Paul Pops. Come on, Harp. So we'll see. Man. Your number one American fan is right here. Thank you so much. We're going to go straight Thank to an interview gentlemen. with Matt Hamilton from FanDuel. Oh, my God. I love Matt Hamilton. Lovely guy. Yeah. Great crack as well. Here's Matt. And we'll chat to you soon. I, don't I can't believe it. Thank you, guys. It's actually ridiculous. And I'm sort of sad that it's the last day on Radio Row. You can hear the noise behind us and the sheer pandemonium. And everyone's very, very busy. But one guy that's very busy 
I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you haven't got loads of grey hair. I'm really, really impressed. Matt Hamilton, FanDuel, also part of Kay Adams' show, among many other different things, up in Adamson. What's the crack, Matt? How you doing? Oh, man, it's it, it's been a great week. It's great to be here. And I do have some greys peeking through on this beard, so uh, it, <laughs> You're is, it is good, happening. Man. You're looking good. I mean, it's funny because this is turning into like a yearly uh, like Friday thing. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you on Friday. Uh, how do you like? How do you power through the week? Because people, like, if you've never been here, folks, it's full on, but in a, in a very positive way. It's very yeah. fun, yeah. Yeah, and it, and you hit on that. It's 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 so positive. It's all great. We've had such an incredible lineup of guests this week. We had CJ Stride, Jordan Love today, Daniel Jones and Eli Manning were together. Sean Payton sat with them, which was unplanned, um, but was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, the energy here, it keeps you going. No matter how tired you get, no matter how stressed you get, it worn down, it keeps you going. And uh, yeah, we're just very lucky that we've been able to I'm gonna, I'm do gonna put you on the spot week. here. Yeah. Who's oh. your favorite guest? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Who was the most fun on set, I should say? Who's the most fun on set? Cam Jordan is always the most fun. Uh, he just got on the couch and just laid down and, you know, started talking shit about everybody. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jordan Love, I, I was really interested today to talk to C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. We've never talked to them before. Um, obviously, both young quarterbacks that coming off incredible years. And uh, Jordan Love just, he has it. Yeah. <laughs> just the point, I, I, I was interested to see what he'd be like. I mean, he was so comfortable. Like, he's embracing the moment, I think, um, embracing the spotlight that he's under. And I think it's, it's only going to go up from here for him. We want to have the crack with you now. But speaking of those two, if you're to pick... An early MVP favorite that isn't one of the obvious oh. ones, and it was between those two. Who would you go for next year? Oh, that's a great question. Last night, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve I did say early. Congrats to Lamar, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, I think I would go with Jordan Love. I think they're going to add another piece to that receiving core for him this offseason, and uh, I could really see him elevating elevating things to another level. Because also, you think about it how young the weapons were around him. Those guys are, should only get better. He's only going to get better. Um, I think we're going to see some pretty special things out of him next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. out of both of them, but if I had to pick, I'd say love. You're hoping that you see something special out of Trevor Lawrence. You're a Jags fan. Yes. Yes, I am. Generational, is that it's fair <laughs> to say anymore? I don't think so. We're supposed to call him generational by now. It's going to be a tough offseason for him when people the belief isn't quite there anymore. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we talked to him earlier this week, too. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the sexy thing to do. It's, you know, it feels like, but it, it's just the truth. The injuries this year were beyond anything a quarterback yeah. has dealt with and played through. The, the ankle, the knee, the shoulder, the concussion. They were all piling on top of each other. And I think that had a lot to do with what we saw. Um, because remember, last year, what he was able to accomplish last year, we... You know, we saw what he's capable of. When yeah. he was healthy this year before the injuries set in, that game against the Bills in London, he was phenomenal. Him and Joe Burrow were the only quarterbacks in the la in the Bills' last 28 games to throw for 300-plus yards on that Bills defense. And uh, so I think, you know, he won't make he wouldn't make the excuses with the injuries, but you could tell talking to him, like, it was a significant factor. I think they have to figure things out with the play calling. I'm a little surprised Press Taylor is back. That's going to be an interesting story to watch. But um, I'm still a believer in, in Trevor and what he can do going forward, for the, sure. The, the one year that we collectively as a brand decided to fly in and fly to London, first pit 
and last pip. They've worked really well, but the market is Oh man, the one oh, year, man. that the one year that you were both like, I, I see, I know Will met you and Kay, have yeah. pints. I was like, oh my god, like, yep. we've missed the crack because we 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 we, we cut out a bit of crack. I, mean, I, I remember Mark, me and you doing a video from Tottenham the morning of the Bills Jags, just having the crack and having a bit of fun and. That was. The, how did you find that experience at Tottenham? Because it's your team playing for a start, but Bills Mafia were loud in that game, and they, then they lost the game as well. And you can see that advantage of Jacksonville having the two. I, I don't know if Jacksonville can play the Vikings or the Bears. I haven't looked at their schedules offhand, but the Bears they can. They, they can, can play the Bears. Bears. I will, I look, we have no affiliation with the NFL whatsoever, but I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised if Jags got two again. You know? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be at all. It seemed to be, you know big success for them. I mean, the game was phenomenal. As you said, Bill's Mafia was incredible um, that week. The crowd was so loud. I feel like every time, this that was my third time going out to London for one of these. And uh, every time... First in Tottenham? First in Tottenham. Okay. And, uh, but every time, it just gets elevated and elevated and elevated. It feels like the Super Bowl out there. Like it fe- You feel that energy yeah. and, and the crowd is so good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like there's just more and more fans every time that we go out there. More and more local fans. Uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to go back. Hopefully we get to go back next year. I can't wait. It's been How would you rate that stadium? I mean, you've been to a few. Like, it's yeah. insane when you're at it. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I would put it up there with any NFL stadium that we have. It's absolutely gorgeous. It and, has a real uh, NFL feel to it, actually, compared to other stadiums around Europe. It's, it's really designed yeah. with that mind, and it shows, doesn't the outdoor it? Press yeah, it box really does. Nice. Yeah. Like, the, the outdoor press box is nice, unless somebody yeah. throws a beard on <laughs> <laughs> which happened a couple yeah. of years ago. It, it works in our favor because the guys that do shoes up the joke. t-shirts, it always comes up to the press section. I'm like, you need to realize that it's the press that you're giving the t-shirts to the whole time. It's like, I was done off that by now. Um, it, it, that game that you're saying in particular was mm. massive because it was the Bills Mafia and because yeah. it was the Jags going back to back. Um, it was electric. But today, just this morning, 45 minutes before we record this, it was actually announced Madrid is getting a game in 2025. By deduction, you can almost say that it's going to be the Miami Dolphins themselves and the Bears actually have the marketing rights in there. With the Bears giving up a home game to be in London, I presume Miami is going to be the game wow. in 2025. You've seen Peter O'Reilly's face. Wow. And look, congrats to the NFL. <laughs> but somebody asked about that. It's an AFC year in 2025. I mean, let's put two and two together there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm presuming you and Kay would love to fly to Madrid. Oh my God. Have you been to Madrid before? I have not. All right, I'm just going to say it now. I can't speak on behalf of these boys. My mate, shout out to Gavin. Shout out to Lauren as well. I'm like, do you remember Hitch by Will Smith? I, based, I feel like I got them together. But they lived in Madrid for four years, five years. And I used to go over maybe three or four times a year. It is the best city in Europe for really? nightlife. You will not make it home. Really? <laughs> wow. So, uh, but that, that stadium looks unreal as well. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. But so you'd be, like, you're obviously buzzing. Would you be over in Madrid? Are you game for it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to make the pitch. I'm sure Kay's going to want to do it. So, yeah. you know, and, and that was the great thing this year when Kay was like, you know, I really want to go to London this year. And it was like a month before the game. <laughs> FanDuel's just like, all right, let's make it happen. And that's what's been so cool about working with that's them. Great. They've been so supportive. Anything that? that we want to do. We did a nine-team training camp tour this year, too. And Kay was like, I just want to get, like, a bus, and we can just drive around and go to these training camps. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's do it. And supported us and let us do it. It's, it's the evolution a, of that show as well. Yeah. I remember used last year in Phoenix. It was not new, but it was quite new from Ken going from NFL to FanDuel. Yeah. 
you can see at the share market. We, 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 we walked past last yeah, night whenever users were away. I tried to get him to take a big purple hat, he wouldn't do it. But <laughs> it just, the studio's class, you know, and fair, fair play to all of for, I know it must be an awful lot of work you're putting in there behind the scenes, and you can see it work, can't you? Yeah, 100%. And just uh, talking about the fans and stuff like that, Spanish fans. Do you see them getting in contact with you, say, on social media or any fans that are non-domestic? Which ones do you kind of stand out to you? The ones that, I mean, the, the British fans, the UK fans have been, um, I've seen that growing every year that we go. And even just from all over Europe, German fans coming in, obviously Irish fans coming in. Um, but the fan base I think I've seen growing the most is in Latin America. Um, you know, had a bunch of fans from Mexico and media members from Mexico come up to me today <laughs> that I didn't expect. Uh, Peru, um, all over South America. I, I see it really growing there more and more, and I think that game in Brazil is going to Friday just night. ramp that up even more. Friday yeah. night, Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be... I, I'm pretty sure we'll be... Yeah, I, I have a feeling we're going to be there for that. How are we going to tell it's our partners about Brazil? Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> Week one as well. Imagine, like, work again. imagine watching kickoff on a Thursday night in the plane, flying into Sao Paulo. That's the, yeah. the thing about that state as well, Matt, is it's smaller, but I'm mm -hmm. really intrigued to see how the Brazilian people, because they, they deserve a game. Huge. Yeah. I think it's going to be special. And the fact that Philly's playing, geez, I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts, week one after everything this season. There's your next six months yeah. of your show, just, yeah. yeah. Are, are you going to go to the draft or combine, or is that the plan? Or? Um, draft, it looks like we're going to be there. Um, we don't have our plan cemented yet, but I think we'll be there. I think we'll be in Green Bay for it. And uh, we'll be going to the Kentucky Derby right after that, oh too. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, we, we did that for the first time Kentucky last year. We were in Derby. Kansas City for the draft, went right to the Kentucky Derby. And I didn't, I was so focused on the draft, I wasn't thinking about the Derby at all. And then when we got there, I'm like, wow, like, this is maybe the coolest <laughs> event ever. Like, it was, uh, it was really special. So I'm excited for that. And it's the 150th Kentucky Derby this year, too. So awesome. it's going to be, it's gonna they're going gonna to take things to another level, I'm sure. Far away, um, we might go back to a bit of football talk. What do you think is going to dominate the next few months as we go ahead here um, into the off season? Aaron Rodgers is going to be three straight. It seems that we're going to be like, what are we going to get from him yeah. this year? Yeah, there's going to be yeah the Rodgers saga. There's always something coming out of that for sure. Um, I think the Cowboys and, and what they do from here, because obviously they didn't make the changes uh, uh, that a lot of people expected. They have to figure out what to do with Dak's contract because I don't think they're keeping that $60 million cap hit on the books for next year. So I don't know. that you know, Do you extend him after what you saw? I think that's going to be a big storyline that we're going to see. Um, the Bengals and what they're doing, because obviously a lot of cap space, but a lot of things that they have to figure out between T. Higgins hitting free agency, but also Jamar Chase's contract extension. So there's going to be a lot of big storylines going on here. Um, and obviously, depending on what happens uh, on Sunday, you know, I think uh, if, if, if the Niners do lose this one, you know, they've thrown everything at the wall. They've done everything you can do. I think that that's going to be the, the, the next storyline we're going to see with them is you know how do they get over that hump do they stick with purdy do they you know they're they're going to be people asking those questions i personally you know i love what purdy's shown i think yeah. he's proven he can be a franchise quarterback um but if they don't win this one there those questions are going to come up but that's insane that we're actually saying that like i mean yeah. just do us a favor 
all those things you just mentioned, text me them in bullet point form, and that's us <laughs> for the next six months. <laughs> Do you know what, though? When you say that, though, it also describes the Buffalo Bills. They've thrown yes. everything. They've had everything correct. It's like, is it just Sean McDermott has gotten to an elite level, but not a super old caliber level? Yeah, and, and they have a lot of huge questions that they're going to have to answer. Now, obviously, what's going on with Stefan Diggs? what they do with that Von Miller contract because he's barely even playing anymore. He can't even get on the field. Um, there's a, there are a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered there um, roster-wise because now this is when the Josh Allen contract starts kicking in. So they're going to have to start sacrificing some pieces, and that's why I think this one hurt especially because this was the peak of their window, and now it's starting. You know, it never fully closes, but you're in that mode now where you have to kind of retool on the fly, and it's not going to be, you're not going to have as good a team as you had this year. It is quite a, an aging roster as well, particularly on defense, so there will be some turnover. Yeah. Do you think Sean McDermott is going to continue calling plays? I know it's in question right now. And How hot do you think his seat is going into the season? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, you know, I do think it's, I do think it's heating up. Um, I think we do probably see him continue calling plays. I don't know that that was the issue with it. You know, they had so many injuries defensively. I think that had a lot to do with it. But I personally liked the more aggressive style that he employed, whereas we saw Leslie Frazier was more like, I'm going to sit in my zones, I'm going to rush for. Um, you know, McDermott was more aggressive, and I liked that. Um, and I think it worked well. But again, when you lose as many pieces as they lost as the season dragged on, it's tough, you know, it's tough to keep it going. And they were still right there. I mean, they're, you know, Tyler Bass makes that field goal. Who knows what happens in that game? So, um, and I think that's the frustrating part, too, because there's no easy answer. You know, there is no easy fix. It's moments here and there in these games that, you know, dictate your entire legacy and how you're defined. And that's what makes the NFL what it is. Pick a card, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. So we've a, a One of my quick fire question. Oh, you're on the spot now. This is it. If you'd like to pick a card and answer the question that you get. Is this Bigger right gambler, Reed or Shanahan? Like, uh, I presume on the field is what we're going field? for here. Or on the field, yeah. On the wall, at the tables. We, um, can, we can go both. both. <laughs> on the field. <laughs> well, on the field, I, I think it's been, it's been Andy Reed, and I think, you know, there's something that came to with that getting that first Super Bowl finally after all these years that's loosened him up a little bit and, you know, has him in his bag and, and, and willing to be as aggressive as possible in big moments. And that's the thing I kind of, that's the biggest question I think I have in this game is will Shanahan be that gambler? Because we've seen him do it in the regular season throughout his career um, and get super creative. And we've seen him in some of these in, in Super Bowl 54 get tight before halftime. We've seen it really every playoff. I, I, I go back to the Cowboys game that they won um, leading into half last year, got really, really conservative. This past year against the Packers, they had the ball two and a half minutes left in the first half and basically sat on it. We're just playing to kick a field goal. Moody misses. That could have been, if they lose that game, that's the moment we're coming back to. So I want to see the gambling Shanahan. I want to see the aggressive Shanahan here. So um, I, And I do think that could end up being the determining factor in this game. Wow. One word to finish. Who wins? Niners. Oh. I'm going with it. It's becoming a rare all pick ask, all week, so it all is. We, our picks are coming up at the end of the show today. Mm -hmm. All we ask, Matt, is that you text us or DM us the location of the party after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to you for you being, since this has started, you've been an incredible support. Shout out to Kay as well, she's up the walls busy. So oh, yes. we'll get Kay at some point. Maybe in Dublin for an NFL game at some point in the future. That hey, would be incredible. Matt, Matt Gumby Morgan, thank you so much. Enjoy the offseason. We'll be getting better time to relax. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I have to hit Everyone, we're live again. That's right. That's not Matt Hamilton. That's Dark Harder. Just sitting there chilling out, eating his new potato.
Oh my God, we roll on an hour and 20 minutes and we still two interviews left. We're also going to hear now in a second from the Irish faithful. Um, there's a couple of interesting questions. Luke's in, he's off. He's going to win a bet. Luke, enjoy the Super Bowl if we're not chatting to you, mate. Thank you. Uh, Fred, actually, give a really good question. What's your pre-Super Bowl, Super Bowl pre-game dinners? Bacon and cabbage. I had bacon and cabbage last night. Is that like a, a yearly tradition for you? Bacon and cabbage? Yeah. No. Oh! No, like, what would you eat before the game? Like, what would you... <laughs> Um, sorry, the heads are Whatever's way in the press box. Whatever's in the press box, yeah. Crisp before the Super Bowl, I've no routine. No, geez, Fred, you give me too much credit if you think I plan my life ahead like that. Give us some. Bit of pizza. Bit of yeah. pizza, yeah. Ordering a bit of pizza. 7 <laughs> Eleven? No, no, no. God, it took me a couple of days to get that. Those landed wings. into America, and the first thing I seen was lads, I've bought two slices of 7 Eleven pizza, just a heads up. <laughs> Anyway, we've got a couple of, uh, we're going to try and put a couple of videos on here. We've got one from the Irish Faithful. We've got a couple from the Irish Faithful. Uh, here's the first one. Here we go. Hey, Mick. It's Collie here, co-founder of the Irish Faithful, the San Francisco 49ers supporters club based here in Ireland. We are the largest supporters club of any NFL team in Ireland, and we are immensely proud of that, so go Niners. Firstly, I'd like to say a massive, massive well done and congratulations to Cole for following and team at the Northern Vegas this week. The coverage has been absolutely amazing. Secondly, on behalf of the Irish League, I just want to say a massive thank you. And thank you for the continuous support you've given this group over the years. It's been unknown. It's been highly enjoyable and we've made it as such. So thank you very much. Now, before I do my Super Bowl predictions, I just have to say that the Irish League do have a Super Bowl watch party this Sunday. So give the Irish Faithful a follow on, on Twitter, X, Instagram, all the details are there. We've great contingent of the group going in. Plans to be epic. Now, the Super Bowl predictions. Prediction An Irish Faithful favorite, <laughs> Joanne Jennings, is going to score a touchdown this weekend. To round up a fantastic season where he was announced offensive player of the year. Christian McCaffrey may also be the Super Bowl MVP. With that, the San Francisco 49ers are bringing home a long overdue Lombardi show. The 49ers are going to win 31-17 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Bang, bang, Niner That's game. Oh, right, we've got one more from Owen as well. And Mark, you know who Owen is, yeah, he's obviously... I faded out the boys a few times, I have to say. No, it's actually, it's not from when it's from Mark, who's seen, like, Mark's been at all the events as well. Here's Mark's pick. Hey, Mick. Mark here from the Irish Faithful Fan Club. Um, I hope you're having a great time with the team over in Vegas, looking at some of the content you're doing, and it's been cracking over oh. the, uh, the week so far. Getting getting serious now over the next few days into the weekend as uh, the big big show is going to kick off predictions for um, the match is um, Christian McCaffrey touchdowns Juice touchdowns Juwan Jennings touchdowns and an emphatic 49ers win Hopefully, legends like this will be made on Sunday in <laughs> Vegas for the 49ers franchise. 
but either way it's going to be a hell of a ride have a good one take care talk to you soon shout out to Collie and shout out to Mark and shout out to all the lads from the Irish Faithful there is a Chiefs Irish group uh, the lad is Pierce in Belfast but he's went rogue over the last two years probably because he's had too much success shout out to Pierce but shout out to those boys they've been a big support to us and appreciate Collie I've mentioned them I know on Today FM at least once and I pre-recorded something for Q102 to coming up tomorrow and I definitely mentioned that my pick was influenced by hoping that those guys have a bit of fortune well we're going to give our Super Bowl picks in a bit Uh, we're going to bring in Cynthia Freeland now and we're going to talk about what, lads? Hey, this was a wide-ranging interview, but you know what? Cynthia is an absolute superstar, and she's so complimentary of the fans, and that's why she wanted to come on. So, yeah, I mean, go So, on. without further ado, I will turn into Cynthia Freeland. Well, you know, it's like, like you know, you got to give me more time than that. Oh, again. OK. Without again. further ado, Dara Carraher has now become Cynthia Freeland. Good Lord. In case you've been living under some sort of rock, the Super Bowl is this Sunday between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And while I look at Aidan Hutchinson eating chicken wings, I can't believe what I just said, that we are absolutely delighted to welcome in Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, had you on a Zoom call, I think, during the yeah. pre-season last year? Yeah. Here, one of our highest performing pre-season videos. It was the Lions, Mark, wasn't Here, it? Shout out to uh, Simon Kennedy, who has a Jets flag and is such a fan of Cynthia that he was like, could you get a picture with well, Cynthia? Yeah. I was like, she's a Lions fan though, man. I don't have one. <laughs> to be honest with you, for the most part, I like like most teams, right? It's funny how after you, and I'm sure you guys have done it working in this industry too, it's like, mm. Well, I really love C.J. Stroud. I hated the Texans before. Now I like, ooh, I love the Texans. Like, just total, like, I love D'Amico Ryans. Like, my college friend was drafted the same year as him. My friend played for the Giants. His name is Matthias. It's just like, the whole world is very small. So you just start, like, liking people more than you like specific team other than my line well your team would be the lines how do you feel this week they should be here right like how's that been you know i don't really think any like nothing should for me like i like they were the you know they were really smart in the beginning of that last game because they were not favored they were at least seven or seven and a half point underdogs like around a touchdown underdog so you have to come out swinging if you are david you gotta swing and you gotta out strategize goliath like so to me it's not so much that you know, they should or what. It's sad that they're not, of course, but on some level, it's like, I didn't expect them to win a home playoff game in my lifetime. So there we go. But if you get to the half against, and I know I'm digging here, not, if, if, if you get to the half, you're sure you're thinking, because I was thinking, oh my God, I know. we're going to Vegas I know. and we're going to talk about Don Campbell. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm buzzing the Niners are here, but when you're traveling, oh, I'm gonna, it's going to be bad now. For me, when you're traveling halfway across the world, for the second year in a row, and we are so fortunate, and we love it. I, I would love to talk about something over the Mahomes. Yeah. So having the yeah. Lions would have been awesome, you know. Yeah, but like the same. The, at the same time, it's like they'll. It'll be even better when it's their moment, right? Like which will happen, I think. It will. I think eventually. I mean, it can, hopefully. <laughs> but but look at, at at the same time, it's like. I mean, I, I'll out myself here. At the end of that game, I was at the Tampa Bay game um, when they won. And I walked into the press conference. You're supposed to be like composed and polite, like all these like actual journalists like, <laughs> t- like typing away on their computer. I'm like, who wants to take shots? Like, I was so inappropriate. So it's, I mean, I was oh, like, this well, hasn't happened. Would, would you been able for it? Because uh, Ireland in the rugby this year in the Rugby World Cup, we thought we were going to get to the final. And oh win yeah. All. I wasn't able for the game that they got knocked out in. I couldn't. I and I'm not one of those fans. I'm pretty rational. Yeah. Would do you think you'd have been able for the Super Bowl? The emotions that go along with it. You know. I think I would have because I really like I remember watching Patrick Mahomes and scouting him and then 
watching him that first year sit and play in the one game and then watching it like so I, I have this like love for them too because especially as you're sort of growing up in this industry it's like that was one of the very first draft classes that well Jared Goss was actually the one the first one that mm. I really like you know on TV talked about so it's just it's I, I like them but like you know I'd, none of these are my like teams that I don't like you know what I mean yeah. like so it's it's I don't really have any negative emotions about it. Maybe that sounds too like, and I want world peace, and I'd like for everyone to be hu not hungry. You know, like, but but it's it's true. Like I, I like all these people; they're but good people. You you mentioned the draft there briefly. <coughs> Brad Holmes obviously has done a phenomenal yeah. job yeah. Uh, as GM at Lions. Normally, when you see these head coach and GM combos come in, it's like we have a three-year plan. It's been three years now. Dan Campbell said said it'll be tough to get back to this position. Yeah. How do you think they'll approach this offseason? Do they just reload and go again? Um, you know, it's interesting because they've got enough a number of restricted and unrestricted free agents that aren't. Some of them are premier, but most of them, the majority, are like ones who are better than they're they're good role players who play better in their system than other places. So it may be advantageous because perhaps they won't command in a free market what they might get had they been like these like like it's not Amon Ross St. Brown, thank God, right? It's not it's not. Sam Laporta, thank God, right? Like, it's not Jameer Gibbs. So yeah. they're young enough where they could reload in some specific areas and be great. I just want that O-line to stay intact because the O-line, to me, is the key to unlocking this whole mystery. They need to help at defense. Like, you can't just have Aiden Hutchinson can't eat enough wings. I want to still see him after. He can't eat enough wings on his own. Well, the wings are sold out. I, I can't get them. Well, so he's eating Hutchinson. So if yeah, I'm Aiden Hutchinson, well, like, think about it. He's You could threaten them be like, give me a wing. And they're probably not going to do it. Aiden Hutchinson, give me a wing. And they got to say yes. I'd find a wing, right? I'd go get a new one, find a new wing. Yeah, speaking of that, man, though, Dan Campbell gets yeah. a lot of prop, really. Speak about him, obviously, yeah. like, he could be the face of the NFL in the next few years. So we're one of them, yeah. though. And it's like, especially yeah. being a Michigan boy. It's cute. It's nice, though, right? It's like, especially, like, the story is cool, but I don't know if it gets enough love. Yeah, I think part of it also is, like, you know, the Lions didn't have a great defense. Like, it, you know, they still don't. Like, their defense is good. <laughs> I'm not, like, telling something. I'm not giving away trade secrets here. But Aiden Hutchinson is good, and they're making great strides, but their corners still need help, like, a lot of help. And the front will look better when the back gets helped and they need another pass rusher. That will help the whole thing from stopping these explosive plays. So I think part of it is like, they're like, okay, we, we got some years. He's starting off good, but like, we got we got, we got got a ways to go here. We, we, get, we still got some runway here. I think Mars can check a wing stuff in his throat there. And I know. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm sorry, you know what? I hope I didn't blow anyone's eardrums up there. Like, no, no, you did a good no, job. You're, you're grand, you're grand. You're such a pro, Mark. Uh, that was, I'm, I'm having a laugh here. Last day, day five correct in a good way. Uh, you sort of answered the question there for this next one. Second year, the evolution of Eden Hutchinson. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what he can do going into this first Absolutely. year. I feel like we're going to talk about this in like July time, like a yeah. random Zoom call on the Tuesday night, but you must be pumped to see him. I know we're so long. This is the crap thing about the NFL in a good way. It's such a long offseason. We have all this topic to talk about. I anyway. know. It, it's interesting because it feels long, but it's not. The draft, or, like the combine, which is to me the sort of unofficial start of draft season, that's in two weeks. And you'll be there. Two weeks. Yeah, I'll be there. There's four, I have to say, there's four Irish guys, three yeah. GEA players, amateur Gaelic footballers, and a rugby guy going. So if you see them, I will. say hello. I will. I'll be I'm, like, give I'm me delighted. a crisp. <laughs> I'm delighted that you brought up the, the draft, Cynthia, because I just read your mock draft just before. Oh, uh, yeah, people are loving that. Because I they don't read, they don't read, uh, 
Yeah, well, because they're not reading the, the way that I do it, right? We're, the exercise is to, as, we haven't had free agency start yet, right? The, the league season starts mid-March, which means we don't know what the movements are yet. We don't see the Bears already having done anything that would lead us to think anything. So the whole point of the exercise is to start at a starting place and watch the evolution of it. It's not to be like, here's what I predict is going to happen. This is what would lead them to the most wins if they were choosing right now, given that there are a lot of free agents in the ether at the quarterback position. So th it's not like, it's, it's just not, do I think Caleb Williams will go first? Yes. It's in the article that I say yes. People don't read. They just see that they just look at the names. But the whole point is to, to look to see that they would be better served for any quarterback if they had a better O-line. And perhaps they'll address that in free agent. We don't know yet. We don't know any of it yet. So. Thank you, Stephen, for taking a different approach to things because it is. It's like this group thing that happens, especially in the off season. Yeah. It starts on it'll literally start on Monday. Yeah. You know, it'll start 15 minutes after the game's over on yeah. Sunday. Uh, are, you, are you playing a game? Uh, we're gonna play a game here. There's a game here. Oh, yeah. 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 Feel free to get up and walk away. I'm joking. <laughs> no. I'm joking. I'm joking. These are good in the moment when I think about writing them, and then they come out and sometimes they're no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Is people from Ireland will understand these? Well, we have some. Well, love it. I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, what? We have some <laughs> weird fairs and festivals and competitions. Have you ever been to Michigan? Oh, yeah. And we've got Give some weird one. stuff. Do you know what mud bogging is? No. Look that one up. Oh, God. It's when, like, go. uh, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of hillbillies. What, what's it called? A bunch called? of mud bogging. A bunch mud of hillbillies. Bogging. They take, a like, a, a, a muddy, like, a muddy lot. Oh, wow. And they make it muddier with more what? hoses. Cynthia, and then they try the to drive their trucks through it. Cynthia, yeah. Under Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yep. Here. Mud bogging. Yeah, it's real. Congratulations. We've been now done already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll go with the first one. <laughs> one, of these is, one of these is true. Okay. The book fair. A wild goat is caught in the Kerry Mountains, okay. brought to the closest village, and called King Polk. King okay. Polk is paraded in the town for three days and then brought back to the mountains. Okay. Or the biggest shamrock fair. The biggest shamrock wins this cork-based competition. The biggest shamrock is also considered the luckiest shamrock as the winner wins a whole host of prizes, yep. including a year's supply of potatoes. The puck fair is real. You think the puck fair is real? Uh -huh. You got it right. What? Oh. Yeah. What gave it away? Because like, if I were trying to trick an American, I would put the other one as a shamrock oh, fair too. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's see how well two, done. Two All right, they get harder. They get harder. All right, let's go with the Listen to Varna matchmaking festival. This 106-year-old tradition sees around 40,000 singletons descend on a rural town in County Clare, hoping to find love. Okay. Or the Aaron Jumper knitting sweater. Do you know the Aaron Jumpers? Yeah. The big heavy thick yeah. ones? Yeah, uh -huh. sweaters. I have a note yeah, yeah. to call them a sweater. No, no, it's, it's a jumper. I, I know what it is, what but I'm like, this is a festival. Chip. Okay, keep going. A fiercely competitive event where avid knitters compete to make the most jumpers in 24 hours. Completed jumpers must contain at least 3 kilograms of wool. That's 6.6 .6 pounds. Aaron Jumper knitting festival. Two or two? The Listen to Aaron Match Making Festival is true. God, I'm from Jerome. I don't know where else we've already said Yeah, no, it's the wildest thing. People come from all Cynthia, over. I would oh, say the clue there is you, went, you tried too hard See, like, to I go met, to minor details. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. That, that just, it just seems a little boring. The other ones seem more exciting. Oh. <laughs> the, next well, one, the next one's interesting. Will we go <laughs> okay. with Europe's, this is the playing championship. Okay. Because listening at home. Plowing championship. This sounds naughty. Oh, my God. This sounds like so. Let's, okay. see, let's see how naughty this one it's, is. It's you got it. Europe's largest big. outdoor event. Over a quarter of a million people attend and watch farmers compete to play with the best field and see the field. newest range. They're plowing a field. <laughs> got it. We cleared it up. We cleared it up. Perfect. And see the newest range of John Deere police tractors up close. 
What? Okay. Are, are you John Deere or Massey Ferguson in terms of your tractors? But like, isn't John Deere from like the? They come from like Illinois or like mm. whatever. So the other one's real. The Milk the Cow Championships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Held in Galway in the first week of August every year, tens of thousands descend on Ballybrit to watch the finest of farmers milk the highest pedigree of yeah. cows. It's free milk by day and creamy points that one. by night. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the Flaming Championships is the real. Plowing we are avid farmers. We're, we're getting her all during the plowing next year. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. The plowing, the, there's a different plowing championship that I think it happens in Vegas. It's, so. No, it's in the Liston Vernon Matchmaking Festival. But the same Liston thing. Vernon, got it. I told you there was a, a, a northern edition <laughs> of the plowing championships called the Balmoral Show. The exact same thing. And for some reason, people love it. There's two different shows. Oh, the cult, Culchies, we call it. Culchies? Like farm, country, yeah, yeah. country boys, country yeah. boys, culture. Hey, before, we're not going to do the last one, but the last one I had ready was one that I think that people behind the oh, yeah, at home would that. love, would be the splitting the G competition. Everyone at home knows what splitting the G is. It is not real. Right. But we have, well, do you know we never point to Guinness? Do you know we never point to Guinness? Or, well, yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the logo yeah. on the glass, say it's like here. Yeah, yeah. People have to, in one go, split the indent okay. on the G. Split the G. So okay. it's not an actual competition, but I think that will get play at home. If we're able to have that in Crow Park once a year, you're going to get a turn See into the that. The Ford Jason gives you a little mini car to pick very, very quickly. I know you probably can't tell us. Yeah. What's your score projection that you're going to have? 23, on 25, or 25, 23 Chiefs. And that will be on network on yeah. Sunday? Yeah. I, li I like your score predictions are always kind of unusual numbers. Isn't of course, it? because they're models. It's Stop done this. from a model. You run it a million times, so it our averages. Picks are, our picks come up at the end of the show, <coughs> but we've one yeah. last Quick fire okay. question to finish off. Cindy. As long as you don't do that. Chiefs. No. Oh my oh, god, the easiest one in the deck. <laughs> cool let's go again, let's go again. Screw that. Cynthia Freeland. I screwed it up. Most likely team to be back next year. Chiefs. Oh my god. Bingo. Cynthia, <laughs> for people that aren't aware, obviously because they're thousands of miles away in Ireland, you've been waiting a while there. We, we, we really appreciate it, but more so your support and social media, everything. You guys are the best. You are the best. Thank no, you so much. You guys for are so much support. fun. Thank okay. you for teaching me about plowing. I don't, you know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, we're glad, I'm glad to learn about plowing. I need in to Vegas. watch this mud I cannot, video. Believe, I cannot believe we're through this interview without talking. I, enjoy enjoy mud bogging. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> look at these people. Hey, we're gonna be on Radio Row at uh -huh. the mud bogging championships next year. Yeah. For real, it's a good one. It's just, a good one. Just, very, very finally, I can't believe we went through this 15-minute shot by not saying, Henry Hodgson, shout Love out to Henry. Hank, let me go in and get a tour of your studio yeah. in April. I didn't Let's see go to you. the bathroom. I didn't see you. What the hell's going on there? It's insane. It's like, heated. No, no, it's, ja it's, it's a, Japanese it's bathroom. It's a robot. Yeah, it cleans you. I didn't know what to be at. It's a like, weird, I didn't, I don't want that at work. Leave that at home. I don't want that at well, work. It's disgusting. Cynthia wasn't there. Steve Weich was. Yeah. Uh, and Dan Hans' this desk is an interesting conversation. We'll talk about it in a different <laughs> Cynthia Freeland. Hansu, what are you doing? You're getting called out here in ah, Ireland, my friend. Joke. He's, he's awesome. He came on <laughs> he's for a show last week. Cynthia, we'll do it here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having We're live right now, Dara. So thank you for that, Dara. We're back in. Good man. I tried to warm, tried to warm Mark Hogan. We've one final guest in the radio room this year before we get our Super Bowl picks and get some questions in. Mr. Jason Bell. It'll be a Super Bowl without running into a dairy boy. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Bell, man. Hey, what's the crack? How you doing? Oh, what's the crack, man? You know, when I hear that, I just feel like I'm home, man. I love it, man. Everything's good, man. This is just, it's so much energy up here. I'm seeing so many people I know, people I played with, played against. Uh, everybody, man. It's just I love this, man. This atmosphere is unreal. And it gets bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, how would you rate it, Vegas, over the other few radio rows? 
you know, everyone gets better, seriously. And of all the ones I've been to, each year you see something else. I mean, you see all these networks here, and they're building mm. up these stages, and they get bigger and bigger. I will say this, Vegas has a lot of room. So, uh, you know, I mean, look at these things, these screens these people got up here. So it's everything you want, man. It's, uh, it's what the Super Bowl is, man. Big entertainment. Of all the stars that we've seen here so far, who would you say is the biggest one Jim that you've come across? <laughs> uh, obviously, Minus mostly. yourself. <laughs> you know what? For me, it's obviously NFL guys, and it's two players I really look up to. I see one of them all the time, Deion Sanders. Every time I see him, I love it. And then I saw Barry Sanders. Yeah. And I grew up wearing number 20 the first time I played organized football because of Barry Sanders. And he walked by, and I just put I, I like put my two hands out, and I was just like, thank you. He's like, oh. I was like, no, nah, you, you, you did so much for me as a kid in this sport. And that, that, that for me was the moment, man. My childhood heroes. I think we can all kind of piggyback on that. Like, guys that got me into the game, and even journalists. I love meeting the journalists. And I know at home people, the ATM boys and stuff. Uh, but outside of that, the likes of The Rock, would you get caught up in the hype? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw The Rock, man. I, you just love what he is. He's a football player, right? I mean, a college football mm. player, uh, played professionally uh, for a short time. So he's in his element right now. And just seeing guys that have transcended the sport, the sporting world like that it gives all of us hope so yeah the rock man he moves he moves and he makes big splashes big waves man i mean one of the best entertainers in the world obviously we're your favorite irish people but your second favorite <laughs> mr craig doyle joined us the other day oh i, I don't man. know if you've watched that but it's it's good it's craig good is fun man <laughs> craig is full of energy insight such a good dude we're so lucky to be working with him. You know how I feel about my Irish brethren, so uh, it's important to me, and I love it. But, yeah, Craig, Craig's a special dude, man. He's just – there's nothing – live TV is tough. Yeah. Live games are, are rough. And in those moments, he shines. Like, it's not too big for him. You can see he was built for this, and he's always up for a good time, and he loves this atmosphere. He's, he's so excited to do the Super Bowl, and it'll be a fun time with him. Have you anything special prepared for Sunday, or is it just going to be business as usual? You know, anything special come out for the Super Bowl? You know, it's business as usual because I'm so focused on the game. I'm like a player, yeah. right? Uh, I feel like doing that broadcast is a performance. I got to be on my A game. Uh, but what always happens is I want to get caught up in the moment just like you all, just like the viewer. So I try to make myself present. Like, I don't think about anything except what's happening at that moment, like lock into that. Because when I was a player, you, I thought about a lot of things, you know. Not every time I was on the field did I enjoy myself. And I said, I need to be like that. And now in the Super Bowl, even though it's all kind of stuff going on, I'm just focused on being in the moment and enjoying myself and, and letting it take care of all that. I'm very prepared, though. I'm ready to go. You know, does having the Chiefs being back in and make it more easy or difficult? Because it's obviously we need fresher points. I know, Michael, you don't know if that the Chiefs, just because, you know, I, I, you're I trying wanted, to bring something I wanted Baltimore, new. Though. I want a Baltimore. And Baltimore. I want a Detroit as well. I, I wanted, like, you imagine being here all week and talking about a Baltimore team that haven't been here in so long. I mean, never mind so long the Lions ever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, narratives are easy, right, when it comes to new teams. And people, people like new, and I get that. But when you talk about greatness and we talk about these teams, especially in the parody in the NFL, you start to look at how do they repeat. And they repeat. They're here, and they're not the same. 
Mm. They're different. Now, you see certain players that are the same, but how they got here is different. And as we evolve as people, as humans, in whatever we do in life, with our family, our friends, we have to evolve. We can learn something from teams like this and how they've done it and how they stuck to whatever their process was to get back. That's the story we got to sell. That's what we get to see in the highest pressure situation you could possibly be in. And that's we get to watch Patrick Mahomes chase greatness. We had Tom Brady. You thought that would never happen again. Look at what we get with Patrick Mahomes. This could be something. If he doubles up, come on, man. Mm. He's chasing him. FA just casually walked. I literally thought he was going to like bomb me there for a second and be like, well, how's it going? Uh, you came to Belfast in September. We were saying off camera. It feels like five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Are you up for coming around the island at some point? Man, Maybe. of course. That's yeah. a good, man, come on, man. That's home. I feel like a little Jebel Derry homecoming could be good. Oh, yeah. I would love it. My daughter would be like, come on, man, chill out. You know, <laughs> just you're too much. You know what I'm saying? Go, go somewhere else. This is this is this is our sanctuary. But I love it. You know how I feel about my people out there, man. I I, I just love it. Shout out to the Vipers who are watching right now. It's PS2 walks past Mark. Hey, Patrick Sertan. Yeah, the Vipers, man. Hey. Yeah, I gotta get back to one of their games. We're gonna get you out of here in a second, but before that, let's pick a card. There's a question on the other side of it. Just a random one to do with the game. All right, well, let's, see what you let's think. go with it. Let's see what you think. Most team rushing yards. Who'll have most rushing yards in this game? Huh, that's a good one. You guys run around the press. Well, <laughs> the 49ers are going to have to if they have any chance of winning this game. And you got Christian McCaffrey. You got you to gotta roll with that. So I, I, think, I think it will be the 49ers, but I think... Kansas City might have the most carries. They're yes. going to keep oh, handing it off. Good question. Good so, good yeah. answer. Jason, we can't let you out of here without asking you who you think is going to win them. Oh, man. You know, at the beginning the of the year, I picked these two teams to go. It wasn't hard pick. You know, <laughs> good teams, good <laughs> lines. I, I, got, oh, I wasn't on the line here. You know, <laughs> what, you know. what happened to Belfast? Do you remember? We were all arguing about, was it the Browns? Uh, I think it was Kyrie Dam, actually. It was something to do with the Buffalo Bills. And um, yeah, cut a promo on me, the crowd standing ovation for Jason. And I was like, <laughs> I need to pull out of this gate. <laughs> anyway, more importantly, you got home okay anyway. That panic. Do you happen to need Reynolds in Dublin? We, we, what we, happened? We, we brought Neil to Dublin on a Saturday night. Um, he wasn't doing the Cedars watch party. I think you guys were in London and then Hannah and Phoebe were. That would have been great crack if we were there. But yeah. So, but nine, nine o'clock comes the next morning. I get a WhatsApp from Neil, flies to land. I'm like, oh, oh. Jesus. Oh, he, here we go. Oh, when he had to come back and, and yeah, do the show on Sunday. So oh, I'm going, wow. like, oh, Jesus, Jesus could be sitting there oh. like, by himself. I'm I would have been, been running the desk. <laughs> we we would have been okay. Then Neil would have just strawled on and it would have been okay. <laughs> he probably, like, but the panic, the minute the, the minute I found that he was on that plane, you just felt so relaxed. So we'll huh? probably not do a Saturday night in the season. Oh, now, no, no, I would never risk that. Who have you got again? Just like, so Niners, Chiefs? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, man. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I, when I look at games like this, I think about players. I think about moments. Who can come up big? Who can galvanize the team? Who can make a play when it's not there? It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's so difficult, man. As much as I love this roster, the 49ers, it's going to be a competitive game, probably low scoring. Both of these defenses are going to really show up and show out. They got a lot of film on each other. They know who to stop. But when I look at it, when it comes down to that play, Patrick Mahomes. Jason, I hope you enjoy the offseason. I know you guys will be back doing the pod every week, having a bit of crack as well. Thank you for your support this year. I know, I know you're a very, very busy man. We, we, we massively appreciate it. People of Ireland appreciate it as well. Man. I love what y'all doing, man. Keep it going. Ireland is so near and dear to my heart, man. Keep pushing it, man. We'll keep rolling with it. See you in very soon. All the best. Cheers right, and bell, folks.
Jason Bell. It's time, boys. It's time. Here, what a show. Jesus Christ, Mark, as I just get ready for this. What a show. We've got a heap of questions. I put it to you this morning. There are live questions. Uh, we're going to try and get as many as we can, as quickly as we can. Uh, I'm going to go first to the faithful group. I'm going to say to the following. I'm going to say... I'm in the wrong group. There's boys slagging me about Thierry Henry. Connor McSweeney, if Brock Purdy is a product of the Shanahan system, then why is Shanahan not winning the coach of the year every year? Somebody answer that. No, because it's nonsense. It, it is nonsense. That the, it's because there's too much talent on the team, so the coach has to have useless talent. But apparently, when we learn that CJ Stroud is class, then, you know, it's it's all... If you have established players, right, then you can't win coach of the year. It's just boredom as well. You know, people want to, want to do face... You, you, Bilicic would have had 20 in a yeah. row. So Stefanski getting it, I thought, was a bit of a surprise, I have to say, because I had picked him, based on the level of talent on that defence, I picked him to win that division. So, yeah, they had horrible quarterback play at the beginning, then they had Joe Flacco. It's like, yeah, give Joe Flacco the comeback player of the year award, but I don't know if Stefanski is the head coach for me, not not over um, what happened in Houston. Kevin Barley from the Irish Field for this. For you, Dara, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll do another one with somebody else. Why does the NFL have part-time officiating crews? Surely a billion-dollar company can afford it full-time. I think the... Uh, <laughs> what a question. That is a wild question. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the officiating in the NFL is overblown. It feels like every single year we say, this is the worst year it's ever been, this is the worst year it's ever been. Yeah, it's not great. It's a very difficult job. I don't think it's overly incompetent. Like, you know, you're not, like, every year, every sport, the officials are complained about. In the NFL, it's particularly bad, but... Yeah, I I don't see much like I don't think it ruins the sport. It's think, also a very technical sport. Yeah, like that's the problem. It's very technical. And I'm not sure how much extra time. Like if if it if it was a full time job and a referee yeah. could train more, it's I, I still think some of these decisions are a bit subjective and it's just gonna was you know it, people are gonna be. Fred, that's a better answer was to was the actual Fred that gave me something yeah. recently about um, Bill Cowher going off on a referee back in the nineties and they're talking about bringing back replay into the and mm. it's like the same arguments that were happening in the nineties are ha- happening now. And the world goes round. Uh, Joe, Joe Medic, uh, what strategies do you think the Niners and Chiefs should employ to gain an, gain an edge of the game? If one person wants to answer that, because I want to get as many questions as possible. Well, the Niners, for me, uh, stopping Travis Kelsey with a, as best you can, Fred Warner would be huge in that regard. Um, that's where it has to start in terms of start stopping the Chiefs' offense. Chiefs established the run. That's what I need to see. Ian Mulligan, go start from Udara all the way down. What has been the biggest pinch moment this week for each of us? Oh, okay. Oh, God. It's, it's hard to even think of it. But um, I think meeting, like, seeing The Rock, seeing, like, like I'm a WWE fan and uh, unashamedly at that, re- literally being up on video and Roman Reigns as he's basically just standing like, there. Head is, of the table. Yeah, you're like, you're like, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> for me, the WWE stuff was mental. Obviously, meeting all these people, shaking hands with Rap Sheet on opening night was, like, oh, just wild, yeah. like, you know, so, yeah. I had alluded to it earlier on in the podcast, but the access that we had to Jimmy or Jim Nance and Tony Romo and the way they spoke about Aaron, don't get me lo- wrong, it has not lost me getting to see all these players. It is my favourite thing, the NFL, getting to see all the journalists, but the way that they were so proud, and I mentioned you, Dara, the way that Jim Nance was so kind to you and just supportive of yeah. your career, he's never met you before. I just thought that was incredible to get that mm-hmm. insight. Hoping night for me, it feels like so long ago now, but... Um, that experience being down on the field wandering around um, just amidst all the players and coaches all the famous reporters you're used to watching and, co- yeah. and covering the league that was you know thrown in at the deep end at, right at the start of the week and that was definitely a pinch me moment uh, for me it would be getting barred from WWE yeah be that. and then secondly Jim Nance I'm actually having a cry. Yeah, Nance is up there. uh, One other thing, actually. I was talking to the ATM boys with you and walking up and Dan goes, hey, Mark. I was like, that was awesome. That's amazing, dude. Um, Right, we got two more questions in. 
Alan Stafford said, can't wait for this. Thank you, Alan. We really pre- appreciate everyone's watch this week. Literally Unreal. every single Potter one. Potter Donnelly from Desert Martin. Up Desert there, Martin. Yeah. Upper, uh, Simon Matterson. Shout out to him. Great fella. Desert, Desert Martin. Martin. Desert Martin. Desert sir. Martin. But uh, if the Niners win, does Brock Purdy enter the elite category? P.S. I love Matt. The narrative won't allow him to take it. Like, I hope that people will put more respect in his name. Look, look, look will, at this. Oh, yeah. Look at this. I love that, Grossi. <laughs> it will go on and on until <laughs> the end of time because Brady couldn't even right ditch there. it. Oh, yeah. Tom Grossi is like man Derek Harger is like a celebrity here it's like, it's no not I'm, not, I'm not I'm just Tom Grossi is a, a great man he's time for absolutely anyone who interacts with him top um, top man Gary Clark who is a European football and boxing aficionado didn't say where he's from presumably it's like Belfast somewhere how many touches do you see Pacheco getting will Reed script them heavily earlier on I reckon they're going to rely on the run very early I really do J-Bell made a very interesting point saying that maybe the most rush yards will go to San Francisco but the most touches will go to Isaiah Pacheco they're just going to bang on the ground and we need to see that that's it there there has been a couple of games um, against the Ravens was one of them Uh, and you know Chiefs sometimes come out and they will pass the ball 10 times straight and it's it's worked for them in terms of getting a few early touchdowns they will have to rely on Pacheco eventually I think they will uh, but uh, yeah, a couple of times in Frankfurt as well, actually, for the Dolphins game, I remember. I think it was nine straight passes to start the game, and it led to a touchdown, so I wouldn't rule that out either. Um, just a big shout out to John Murray's comment. I got to run, lads. Enjoy the rest of the week, and of course, the big game on Sunday. Congrats on a very successful week. Mark said you've been class flying the flag for Ireland over there this week, lads. Just a big thanks to everyone that's watched us this, se- this week, this season. We're not done yet. We're going to sneak these boys in and do a final one on Sunday. Don't tell anyone. But just a massive thanks to everyone. It's been very hard getting comments, people in. Big thanks to all these lads, Connor, everyone around the. Uh, I forgot the lads' name. Justin, Connor, Jacob, all Jacob, the massive. All, all, all the lads. Here they are, all the lads. But it's time. It's time to make Super Bowl picks. It's time to piss somebody off. Dara, starting with me. Starting. We'll, we'll go all the way up yeah. here. But before we do it, let's do the college game. Definitely, where everyone goes like this. No, are I'm you joking, putting, are you putting on the the headgear at the end like yearly? No, show? God. <laughs> We should have nicked the stuff, but then. <laughs> oh we, yeah! Oh Jesus! Oh, next, year, next, next year, next year, <laughs> we'll uh, next year. No, next year we'll get a few helmets. Yeah, I'm not just talking with you boys. Hey, <laughs> Dara, Super Bowl. Who's going to win Super Bowl? Uh, so my pick for the Super Bowl is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, you get all caught up in this whole radio row thing that you kind of forget there's a game at the end of the day. <laughs> Listen, it's funny how you can go as deep into the game as you want, but it ends up with I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. And that's that's kind of all I all there is to it. I surprised our underdogs. I think it's more of a 50-50 than a you know 60-49ers in my opinion. So if I was a betting man, which I am, uh, I would put money on the Chiefs. Okay, the 49ers have there. been the best team all year. I hope for all the Irish boys that they do win it. So I'm gonna officially I'm picking the 49ers, but I actually want to see the Chiefs win through implementing all that we've talked about all week, not just the. Uh, solidify what we've said all week and why we think they're going to win it but like Dara said betting against the Chiefs is so hard that um, I really I, as a neutral it sets up that I, I really am not offended by other these teams winning so, hold on I was texting with like who did you pick I, I'm picking the 49ers because they've bad. been the best team throughout the year they have so many weapons but I think that there's absolutely way because we've talked all week that the Chiefs can win this thing because of Mark Hogan Mark Hogan what that is not Hogan? on the fence when what? I've given don't tell no, no, me I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying you're covering all bases I love it Hoagie I love it Hoagie Bear to Jay Hayes one of the Jay Bell whatever I was like it's Jay Hayes, it's Jay Hayes. <laughs> Jason, Jason Squared right there <laughs> <laughs> who have you got um, I was probably up till this morning I've been seeing 49ers all week and the more I think about it as we approach the big game um, Mahomes Purdy I think that experience will stand to Mahomes He's been there before. We chatted about it with Michael Bisping and how he'll be coming in with Michael a bit Bisping. more of a relaxed attitude. 
That, this is a big that step. This is random. a big step for Purdy. He's coped. Yeah. He's coped well and with the uh, with the pressure so far. But and um, I would really take my football opinions from Michael Bisping. I think he's he's <laughs> a shy. He was talking about. <laughs> um, Chris Jones for MVP. By the way, I think we have a different like, oh, MVP this first year. Ever since he'll, versus um, Bob Miller. He'll pressure Purdy up the middle. Um, and I, I think you need a Mahomes stinker though for that to happen which you know like I, but if they're establishing the run maybe it is that they get like three I think rushing touchdowns does it in any way gets over 200 yards or something like that and, his, um, you know, yes, his Super Bowl record is and the man pretty lackluster right? well, yeah, so hold on how many have we got for KC then? 2-1 yeah. KC, KC. I, would, I would actually say at that point CMC is going to be my MVP sorry Michael's got to go with no, this no you're, you're sweet you're more than welcome to say uh, I've been really on the fence with this all week I come into the city uh, we both came in Saturday night Jason came in as well Dark came in Sunday and I think you can never write off Kansas City. I know that as a Broncos fan, AFC West is a kip at the minute for any for anyone unless you're KC, and it's just depressing. And every year it's the same thing. But the reality is, we are looking at a dynasty that's already been created. The question this week is, will they win? Will they won't? Will it be a dynasty? It's already a dynasty. The fact that the Patrick Mahomes is high, how many Super Bowls now in three in five years? This is four, 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 four and six. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Never mind what happens this Sunday. I think the biggest factor is going to be Brock Purdy. Does he go out on Sunday? Does he brick the bed? Or does he have a game? I hope to God that Brock Purdy does not throw a pick six or do something in the first quarter because it goes south. We've flown halfway across the world. <laughs> I, I want to see a half decent game. Yeah. But it's the last game for seven months. My heart says the Niners. My head says the Chiefs. But you know what, lads? I'm going to go all in and say that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP and the Niners win the Super Bowl in an absolute classic. George Kittle has two touchdowns and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, becomes a Super Bowl champion against his Kansas City Chiefs. I will say here now, I think Andy Reid retires and Travis Kelsey and, retires if he wins the Super Bowl. And Taylor Swift wants to be seen with a winner and gets rid of Travis Kelsey setting up a Super Bowl halftime performance next year. Setting yeah. up a Super Bowl yeah. halftime performance next year. I just want to say for everybody here this week, for all these lads that are here right now, we're just having a crack now, lads. A massive thanks to every one of you. This is Radio Row Here's right now. Videos. Say goodnight. Starting to clear off. That's, it's been a, that's uh, Patrick, uh, Pat McAfee's place has been dismantled as we speak. Very sad. I wish that you were able to turn around and we had Justin there to give him a shout yeah, out. Cal so you can say goodbye him. as well. But yeah, lads, those boys have been what massive. a week, what a season. We should have, a, look at the cut of that replay on the bottom. Yeah, we brilliant. should have a, a reaction video coming on Sunday night, either from the stadium or in Vegas before we say goodbye for a bit. But appreciate every one of you boys. It's been great crack this week, this season. Unreal. Ireland's All first ever yeah. broadcast on Radio Row has happened. And we want to thank everyone for commenting, for interacting with us. It's not over yet. We still have two more days to go. But for us, it's been Pro Football Ireland's long foil. Keep with us.